Sat Paw. 131. Scared me. We've broken the 130s now. We're into it. We're into the shit now, boys. For all oh. you that thought 130 was going to be the, the ceiling, we just broke through it. You were wrong. Remember when we used to have numbers where I could, like, do stuff with? Like, should I talk about 1930s wrestling right now? You talk sure. about talk about one yeah, well, talk about one thirty one one thirty one. Well, you should talk, start talking about UFCs to piss people off. Oh yeah, at UFC one thirty one. I think that might be back when I liked UFC though. It's... What are we at in Super Bowls? Li is that one hundred and one? I have no idea. Or is that fifty one? No idea. Has the NFL season started? Yes, we're like a month in almost. How are your teams doing? My team, our teams are both undefeated That's actually. True. Yeah. How many weeks has it been? Okay. And has either of your teams gotten buys? Uh, my team is going into bye week. My okay. team is the Philadelphia Eagles. I knew that was your team, actually. Yeah. And then, Warren, you're the Seahawks? No, Ravens. Ravens? You like the Seahawks as your side team, though? Yeah. That's because... Different conference? The Well, that, and it's my dad's team. So Okay. Nope. Fair I enough. I grew up watching the, the old man cheer for them. So That's how I ended spot. up being a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Right. It was like, right. it was the old man's team, Chris Chelios, back in the day. Uh, it's important as a Seahawks fan to explain why you're a Seahawks fan, always. It's true, because a lot of people just assume bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. bandwagon. That's what people so. assume with Chicago Blackhawks. People are like, oh, I bet you just love Taves and Kane. I'm like, I do, but shut up. <laughs> uh, that's totally why I like Blackhawks are my second favorite team in hockey, and it is literally because of Jonathan Taves. Yeah. But enough. since he came right when Chicago was getting good, I sort of am a bandwagon jumper in that I jumped on the Chicago bandwagon right when they got good, but it was because of the player. And made them good. Yeah, right. see, I'm a big Pat Kane guy, so it always comes to that point where it's Canada versus USA, and I'm always like, okay, I hope Canada wins, but I hope Pat Kane gets a goal or two. Mm. Uh, Canada is playing in the World Cup of Hockey right mm. now, which is something that about 1% of anyone cares about. They're playing Team Europe. And if we win tonight, we win it all. Yeah. Because the best out of three. Although we were losing last time I checked. The Europeans were beating us. Those hope- bastards. It was playing at Wendy's when I went with my dinner for my brother beforehand, but we were just... Having a conversation, they're playing like '90s pop music, so we were both like, "Oh shit!" We beat all the other countries, and now they've thrown at us some sort of monster conglomerate of all-star countries. Who they, they don't even have an anthem. They they couldn't even no. agree. Let's play this anthem this day and this. No, but no, no. We're not doing any of that shit. But their goal song is Seven Nation Army," yeah. which is dope. <laughs> well thought out. Yeah. Well thought out. Uh, the White Stripes will now be playing the national anthem for Team Europe. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it's September 29th, guys. It's almost the Octobers, which is yes, weird. The Ox. It's very strange. The Halloween season is upon us. We are going into our final month month of our lease. That's Remember right. Remember when we talked almost about our new place oh, on this shit. show? Almost a year. Good Lord. Are you guys going to renew? Yeah. Yeah. I love you guys. Nothing's better than the feeling of renewing. Yeah, it's too much work to move. Yeah, too. we we look. Is it at, sad like, that briefly. I've been over to your guys' place like all of, like two times in a year or three that's times? Twice more than Boris has. That's true. What a scumbag. And that's twice more than we've you ever You guys want to just make place. that the gimmick of this week's pod because you know he's going to listen? Sure. Just like, sure. we'll take like subtle weird. Jabs. Yeah, just we'll be chippy, but subtly. Mm-hmm. I've invited him several times to, for pay-per-views. And, yeah. And Blazing Saddles. And he no never. Show. No shows. Every too busy time. hanging out with his family. Does he say yes and then no show or does he say no right off the top? He said no right he off just... the top. Okay. Well, that's a little better. Man, he's always like, I'm having nice. people over at Casa Del Boris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You invite some people, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll be there. And I'll be like, oh, 
Can you just say no now, but don't have to buy more food? I hate that. Actually, you know what? I should come over to watch pay-per-views now that I don't have the WWE Network at my parents' place anymore. Oh, they dropped it, eh? Yeah, because we switched from Telus to Shaw, Mm. and they just haven't renewed. And I've tried to be like, there's this pay-per-view, and like probably Survivor Series will be the one where like they finally get back. They come, they come around, but like at this point, they're just like, no, backlash sounds lame. Clash of Champions sounds lame. My dad goes, we're not buying a WCW pay-per-view. I'm like, it's WWE. He's like, yeah, but that was a WCW name originally. They, they dropped the the, dad. It's not WCW anymore. <laughs> the rebranding. Uh, what happened in the last week for you, gentlemen? Who wants to go first? Brandon, you want to go first? Oh, God. Um, I, uh, shoot, I had something. What did I do? Nothing. You got like. drunk on Monday night. I did get drunk, but that's people Nothing have heard really that story. Yeah, uh, there wasn't really a big moment on that one. That's kind of all I ever do is I go out and get like a little bit drunk, yeah. and then I come home and fall asleep on the couch and snore, snore ridiculously loud. On. Yeah, and I can't wake you up. Was that this week? No, that was I think maybe before the last. Oh, just they're all blurring together now. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna find that video and play it over the microphone. Okay, so golden. You can just hear um, how loud. You what have you been snoring. playing? What have I been playing? I played uh, Beat Uncharted. Which I was uh, pimping, yeah. Okay. I uh, thought it was great. And were you satisfied with it? Without yeah. spoiling oh, anything, yeah. going in, you were satisfied. 100% satisfied. I thought the ending was a little weird. Um, Does Nathan Drake die? Uh, well, I can't tell you that. Oh, jeez. But the game... Oh! That's me screaming at you, and you still don't wake up. <laughs> you can't wake me up by screaming when alcohol puts me to sleep. That's also me screaming, making weird noises, trying to wake you up. You're snoring, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another minute and a half of that. Yeah. <laughs> You're a viral a sensation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, Uncharted is great. People who like uh, the first three Uncharted games, I think this is my favorite one. So play hmm. those. Uh, playing a game called Fury, which is a cheap little game where all you do is fight bosses the whole time. That, that sounds g- all right. Yeah, that okay. game's super dope. Uh, I think it's like 20 bucks. Uh, what else? I play, play, still playing a hell of a lot of Overwatch. Uh, I've been <laughs> not doing super good lately. I, mm. f- I fell b- below the 2000s oh. for the first time. Welcome to the club, boys. But then I fought my way back up, and I'm back above there. Damn. Head above water. I got my first hate mail in Overwatch this week. Hate mail? Yeah, like I got a message on PSN from someone being like, never pick Lucio again, you motherfuck. And I was like, whoa. Were you the fucking shitty Lucio we were playing with yesterday? Yeah, (laughs) apparently. No, I'm a great Lucio. I don't know what that guy was talking about. And then we played against him again later because I just kind of remembered his like PSN handle. Mm -hmm. And then we beat him in competitive and I was so tempted to be like, who's salty now, motherfuck? I never talked to anyone on the internet. People will come in and be like, oh, you suck at That's this. That's why Brandon doesn't interact with me on Twitter. He's like, uh, Scotty's an internet person. Dude, the internet sucks. I joined a party once in Overwatch with Andy, and it was, yeah, it was the worst. It was regrettable? Just a bunch of weirdos. You went into group play, you mean? Yeah. Okay. bad. Real bad. Well. Uh, Scotty, anything happen you want to talk about as you finish your fries? And I stall for time, chewing. You bet. Chewing. There it goes. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, did I tell you guys last week about taking my brother for lunch after he was super hungover from going to Drake? No. Okay. Drake was here last week, though. Apparently. So let me start with the fact that I don't get the appeal of Drake. I don't know if I'm too old, and I'm younger than both of you guys, mm-hmm. but where am I older than you? No. What year are you born? 92. 
Okay. The amount of times that we've gone over this is miraculous. I always Stay think we're the same age. Brando, I always think, is like 30. That's crazy, because I'm about the youngest-looking 26 you'll ever find. I know, but you're like three years older than me, and I feel that's like a generational Because of gap. your sage wisdom, I yeah. think, is more True. than the appearance. Yeah. Yeah. And your cold, dark bitterness. <laughs> like, you seem like the world's fucked you at an early age. But, uh, okay, so my brother was super drunk, and um, and he came home, and, like, right as I'm trying to go to sleep, this is what sucks about living with a 19-year-old right now, is that, the, like, about 1.37, 2 a.m., when I'm ready to, like, go to sleep, he comes home from being out with his friends or at the bar or something. And he's so fucking loud. Is he like coming in like singing Drake? Like no. But oh he, yeah, that's what I'm the, doing. Me. But he plays 2K, like the <laughs> My Career Motor Be a Pro, and yeah. like audibly gets upset sometimes. Screams at him. Be like, what the fuck? How did I not hit that three? Mm. And it's just like I'm like I'm trying to sleep. Fuck <laughs> off. But I don't want to say anything because I'm like still newish to living there. Fair enough. So, but anyway, so I'm just playing Overwatch, a little competitive play. And he comes out of his room looking real rough, sweating, face looks discolored, like real, real dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And he first thing is just like, you got any weed? Like, <laughs> yep. So I'm like, all right, well, go. I'm like, I'm out of papes. So if you walk to the corner store, I'm like, oh, here, I'll give you money. Go to 7-Eleven, get yourself two bottles of Gatorade. I'm just drinking coffee because I'm a man. <laughs> nice you say that to him? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I was like, I'm drinking coffee because I'm hard as fuck and I can hold my liquor. That's what I said. All right. So I make him go get papes and Gatorade for himself. So then he watches me play Overwatch for about, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. Get a couple competitive matches in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, all right, here, like, roll for me. So I'm like, you should probably get some food in you. So I take him for lunch to Tony Roma's. Um, this is early in World Cup hockey. Team North America was still in. So we watched Team North America versus Sweden. Pretty decent game. Yeah. And the weird thing is, so we sit down, and my brother orders water at Tony Roma's because, of course, he's super, like, hungover, so he gets water to hydrate himself. I just have, like, a pint of Canadian, whatever. It was on special. Because you're a real man. I'm a real man. <laughs> yeah. The last yeah. real man in professional wrestling, you might even say. He's a man. Ooh, that was nice. Um, so we go on, and then I get ID'd just because, like, I'm like a, I'm a pretty young spring chicken looking 23. You look like a spring chicken. But the lady goes, are you guys brothers? (laughs) And we're like, yeah. And I go, who do you think the older brother is? And she says my younger brother, who just turned 19. See, as a waitress, I don't get it. As a waitress, I would say the one that I didn't actually think, because they're clearly not asking. Right. If if they're not like, we've done this bit a hundred (laughs) times. We haven't, because me and my brother don't hang out. (laughs) So, yeah. I took care of my younger brother, and I felt like a real nice sibling. Not good for you. That's for like the first nice. time in years. Just taking steps. Um, aside from that, I tried to go see Kubo and the Two Strings. I don't know what that is. It's a stop motion film. Okay. It came out. Um, I thought it was a band, actually. I no. wasn't sure if it was a... Sounds like uh, every could, band, every new band now has to be something and the somethings. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because there's like ska bands that were doing that since like the 90s. I know, but now all of a sudden all these fucking... Alternate rock bands yeah. come out, and it's fucking... It's like an indie, indie stop-motion film about, like, random Japanese samurai we shit. We had a band try and submit music to us uh, to our radio station a week ago, and I don't even remember what it was, but I laughed out loud. The name was so bad. It was long, and it was like, Mike Awesome and the Stevie Wonder Band Tribute Time Fun Hour. Like, it was fucking Jesus. ridiculous. Oh, my God. Anyways, sidetracked. Continue. 
Uh, yeah. And then uh, was going on a date. Oh. oh. We were going to go to the Princess Theater. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is cool because she was like, I've never been to the Princess Theater. And, you're like, and I swear babe, to God, babe. I saw on the sign it said, playing at 9 p.m. tonight. Oh, you screwed it up, didn't you? Apparently playing at 8. <laughs> the lobby was locked. Oh, oh Scotty. Scotty. But it worked out in my favor because she was like, you've never seen American Horror Story Hotel. I was like, yeah, that's like four seasons further than I am. She's like, don't worry. We'll just start and hang out. So it, it kind of worked out in my favor. Got some Netflix and chill in then instead. Was show me and chill. Oh. No, not for long. Show me shutting her down, yeah. though. It's... Yeah, I know. I got to finish this shit ASAP. <laughs> they did so. not, as it turns out, show enough people. Right. But oh. yeah, so remember last week when I just said I was watching Murder House the first season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finished it. Okay. Loved it. Nine out of ten. Good. Now I'm almost Where'd at Asylum. Wait, what? Where'd it lose a point? Um... It wasn't as spooky as the other season stuff I've seen. It was gotcha. more like fun time chilling with ghosts. There you go. Yeah. Show me chilling with ghosts. There you go. Uh, aside from that, I had to watch fucking six hours of WWE yesterday, and I was super pissed off about it. Uh, there's too much WWE to watch, as it turns out. Too much of a good thing. We thought it couldn't happen. I know. But it totally did. I, I like As much as I love wrestling and kind of whenever I'm sitting down, I'm enjoying myself. Way more so when I'm watching with someone than when I'm watching alone. But... There is a grind going into Monday where it's like, well, my fucking next three days in a row, I'm watching wrestling. And if I'm not watching wrestling, I'm letting wrestling stack up that I have to watch at some point. Uh, so as uh, as we've gotten further from the actual brand split, I've been like, you know what? I need to go out and do stuff on these days and live my life and then just find time some other time to watch this stuff. Because my God, it's so much. I've learned watching live streams even though I loved it back in the day with not having t- like those channels, I'd rather watch the archives because it's way smoother and mm-hmm. there's no like hiccups. Sure. So it's like I'm at the same boat where I'm like, uh, hey, anybody want to grab a beer on Monday from six till ten, and then I'll just watch it afterwards. Yep. No, that's that's the way to do it. Never watching anything live anymore. No, fuck no. Except for pay per views, I can do pay per views live. If yeah, but we never do because I'm always working. That's your fault though, not mine. I don't, yeah, it doesn't matter to me if we watch them live. I don't, it's tougher for you guys, I know, because you have a lot of the people that you need to kind of black out to make sure you don't spoil stuff. So Weekends are easy, though, because I'm not at work. So yeah. I don't have to worry about blackout that much. Yeah, I just, just play don't video games. Pick up my phone while I play video games. Uh, anything else, Scotty? Uh, no, I feel like I've gone on enough. Okay. Uh, what did I do in the past week? Well, we, we had, uh, we had a guest on our radio show this week. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about that. Her name is uh, Chelsea Charms. She is uh, a traveling act that goes from <laughs> strip club to strip club. A trio. And she is uh, most famous for her uh, very large breasts. She has the largest augmented breasts in the world. They are... Via Guinness? Uh, double, no. Double? Yeah, double Zs. Sure. Jesus. I saw the photo. It made you, think, you look thin. Do you think it's when they fucked. when they when they make the bra scale, do you think they just always have to find the largest breasts in the world and be like, "Hey, you're the double Z," yeah, you're the and then Z. we go back from there. We now scale lady, it back. Yeah. Now this lady's an X and you're a Y. Exactly. Yeah. If someone with bigger be- breasts came along, all right. of a sudden she would be the double Z, and mm-hmm. this girl would have to move back to a smaller size. Yeah. Okay, so let's compare this to the last time you had a traveling act that goes from strip club to strip club. Right. On your radio show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the last freak that wandered through these doors? It was, well, it was the, the, midget. the midget. Right. 
Sorry to any little sorry, people listening. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> What's your question? Oh, what do you compa- <laughs> no, like compare it. Like you got like a lap dance last time. Did right. you just chat with this lady? Yeah, because that's yeah. all it sounded. The conversation you and McCord had, and I don't know if you guys were just like embarrassed or like overwhelmed by her ginormous boobs or something like that. And who? But you be? guys sounded like you were trying to be as nice as possible. Well, we wanted to keep it highbrow because it just like. It could know. easily be lowbrow. Yeah, her boobs do the rest pretty much. Quite literally, low hanging fruit. And we were going with that the path. gimmick of like trying to be super awkward about it. Like, like we were intimidated by like, oh, there's this girl with big boobies in here, and so that's why we were trying to sound that way. Also, she wasn't a very good interview. So, we'd yeah, be like, hey, it was weird. I was from? at work, Minnesota. Okay, uh, what's sleeping like? Well, I close my eyes and go to bed. That bit was kind of okay, cute. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for coming in. But yeah. You're an act, ma'am. You should have like fucking stock answers for these questions. We, we had originally planned, because she does this thing when, in, in her act where she smothers, like she gets a dude and smothers him, like just lays on top of him, puts her big uh, boobies on his face. Uh, and McCord I'm had planned thinking. to ask her, but uh, we both got the feeling throughout the interview that that wasn't going to happen, so we didn't ask her. But Good Lord. That could, that could have been my Monday. That's a disappointment. Um, but, uh, in comparison, it's much better than the midget thing because that I hated that as I talked about on the podcast. I did not like that at all. But yeah, this was just. Would a, you, yeah, okay, just a let's say if it would have played out in a hypothetical, it would have been the same situation. Would you have been way more down this time? Uh, yes, just because it, it wouldn't have reminded me of a child. <laughs> so that was that's the a, that's a fair answer. Well, thing. she's a very nice lady, Chelsea Charms. I mean, go see her show. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fun to watch. Yeah, if she's you're at home lovely, and you're not familiar. Googler. Lovely human being. Make sure your parents and or significant other might not be around. Yeah. I don't and, know. And but. honestly, you're not, like, if anyone has not seen her and is sitting there picturing her boobs, you're not picturing it's them bigger. big enough. It's yeah. bigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% it's, bigger. So is she, like, Guinness Book of World Records? I don't know if it's, yeah, certified Official? or how that works, but I assume so, probably. But we'll I don't certify know. it. Why have them if you're not going to certify Exactly. It? Exactly. Uh, we asked her why she did it, and she said she wanted to get paid like a porn star, but didn't want to have, uh, like, didn't want to do porn. Mm-hmm. And she said that this was easier to explain to grandma than porn. So that you know what I can't poke a hole in that nope, answer. That's I know sound. Yeah, <laughs> there, sound there were parts logic. of like the interview with you guys and her where it sounds really genuine. Like the how do you sleep at night? Yeah, and she's like I close my eyes and you guys kind of giggle and it's like that, this is cute. Yeah. But like was I it like know. how do you sleep at night or was it like how do you sleep at night? <laughs> no, I, I was like people want to know because we put it on the Facebook for people to be like, hey, would you want to ask her a question? Comment here, and then we'll ask. So we took the one that was like, yeah, you got to ask her how she sleeps. And I thought I was legitimately curious. I was like, yeah. can you sleep on your stomach, or is that impossible? And she said, no, only on her back and her side. Yeah, it's not like, oh, you're sense. despicable. How do you sleep at night, yeah. Brando? <laughs> Even though I think that's hilarious. How do you sleep? Just judging the shit out yeah. of it. Warren just throwing shade on the radio. Yeah, so that happened. Um, And that's it, I think. That's the highlight of my week. And why wouldn't it be? Sure, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't get much better or bigger than that. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we go to the news? Do you guys ever see Central Intelligence? No, but I wanted to. We should do a viewing of that one day. I think that'd sure. be a fun film to have with beers. Put sure. it on the list. Yeah, add it to the list of Scooby Doo's. So we got what? Both the Scooby Doo's, the yeah. Flintstone one, because I said we should do that too. Yeah. Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. What was the movie you wanted to watch, Brando? Hercules, 
Yeah, I'd watch Hercules. And now Central Intelligence. So that's six films. There we go. Expect guys, six movie reviews at some point, fans. Did you guys see they're remaking The Lion King with that like uh, same Why? way they did the Jungle Book? Yeah. Oh, really? They're gonna do a live action? Yeah. With John Favreau's doing it. Really? John yeah. Favreau prints money, and that's a quote from Colton Kelly. Okay. Well, if you heard it from the source, the horse's mouth. What else did I see today? J.J. Abrams was teasing something, but I don't remember what it was. Was it Star Wars related? No, 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 no. It was a reboot or something. He's on a bit of a roll lately. Or return. It almost seems like J.J. Abrams can do no wrong at this point. Yeah. He's got the... He's got the like the the snowball rolling right now, yeah. where it's like even oh, yeah. when something isn't that good, people are just like, "Well, that's that's a hell of a lot better than anything anyone else is doing." It's very true. I feel yeah. like I saw a preview too, where it was like J.J. Abrams is one of the names on it. What was it? That said, I thought the new Star Wars was very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did a good job with Force Awakens. A lot and, of people uh, talk good shit about his Star Trek films. Yeah, those too. Star Trek movies. Well, the first one, I didn't see the second one. The first one was quite good. And I'm not a Star Trek guy. Hey, what do you think of the Spock in that film? He's good. Yeah, that's a guy He's from really American Horror Story. He was, I, w- I looked at him, and I was like, you look like what that guy who played Spock would look like if he was younger. Leonard Nimoy? Nimoy? Yeah. That's Wanted to punch I'm, you so hard there, Brando. That's why I said I'm excited it. For, Let the record uh, show, I said it the same time as Scott. I'm excited for the Han Solo one, for that same reason. Oh, yeah, the Solo totally. Han Solo yeah. film? Is that one confirmed? Yeah. Or is that one speculative? No, no that one's confirmed. Oh, yeah. The Boba Fett one is still rumored. Yeah. I thought the Han Solo one and the Boba Fett one were the same movie. No. Really? Yeah. I thought that was what the Han Solo one was about was back when they were both younger. Nope. Fucking... No There's going to be a Bounty Hunter film and then a Young Smugglers film. The third one, they have said none of the plot details are confirmed. The third Star the Wars? St- the third, uh, whatever they're calling those side stories. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do the new... And now... Spanish announced table news. Brandon Lynch. Warren Barris. Scotty Molino. Scotty, you're not in You're not this. doing the news. You're not doing it. I got news stories, though. I still don't know why even Brando says my name back. I know. I always was like, when he says your name back, I'm just like, point. oh, I'm left out. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's because my uh, pages are still loading. Uh, <laughs> I don't have these in order. So we're going to do, it might be a little all over the place in terms of order of importance. You mean like Boris news? You like Boris news, yes. That's there's one. A, there's That's one. one. That's one. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> He's the kind of guy who wants us to talk about TNA right now. <laughs> yes, who's negotiating with Bellator. Yeah, this is fucked. Oh, update on that, because I think it's the same guy. Okay. Is it Ryback? It is, well, yeah. <clears throat> My phone is frozen. His name is not Ryan Ryback. It's Ryback Reeves. That okay. makes more sense. And yeah, sounds... he changed his first name to Ryback. So I thought I would just clarify that update on the news story. That, that, I mean, it's still dumb, but I guess it's less dumb. I guess. I don't know. Really? How's that going to go at a job interview? Hi, my name's Ryback. I know a guy named Ryback. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, R-Y-B-A-K. He's Polish. Is that his first name or his last first name? First name. Ryback. Yeah, oh, that works. Okay. Yeah. I actually think that sounds better as a first name than a last name. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yo, Ryback. 
but I mean, what? Are you serious? We've been tainted because all you hear when you say yeah, Ryback is. Yeah, you think is, of the wrestler. Right. Yeah. That'd be like, so you're saying it'd be okay if a kid's first name was Goldberg? That's a last name. Though. Yeah, that's a last name. Bill Goldberg. Ryback comes off as a last name to me. How many people do you know with the last name Ryback? I don't know. None. How many well, people you do go. you know with the last name Goldberg? Personally or yeah. in the I world? know at least two. I don't I know, know any Bill Goldbergs and personally. The from Muddy Ducks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but in like fiction or whatever, there's like Bill Goldberg, there's Goldberg the goalie, mm. and then uh, Mike Goldberg or whatever from UFC. Yeah, it's the same guy as Bill, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's <laughs> right. the same guy. Don't get me wrong, Miss Guy. <laughs> Who's that, Miss? Yeah. Miss Guy started following me on Twitter yesterday. That's news. Just? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Miss Guy and me do a decent job of avoiding each other on the internet. I don't know. Uh, okay, sources close to the negotiations can confirm the news with Flow Combat. That's who uh, I'm reading this article from. Okay. Uh, after Reeves discussed the news on a Las Vegas radio station, Flow Combat sources said discussions, which began nearly two weeks ago, were ongoing and that they were hopeful of coming to an agreement, but that nothing is finalized as of publication times. Reeves is uh, 35. Which and has, as far as I know, I didn't really do my homework here, but it has zero... Nope. Uh, previous fighting experience whatsoever. You are correct. No formal to be background. The next CM Punk. Did he even room. do like uh, amateur wrestling? Like, was there anything? Uh, he no. All it says is he recently became training in both jujitsu and striking, but has no formal background in martial arts. God. I think wrestling is still considered a martial art. So, you think if he had background in wrestling, uh, it would have included that's. That I mean, I think that's considered grappling. He was billed as 290 in the WWE. Who knows how heavy he actually is. I'll probably watch it if it's free. I'm not spending money on it, but if it's you just get on Spike, Spike TV still. Uh, actually, I don't know if we do. That's a good question. Okay, we did uh, wrestling MMA. Let's go the other way now. You guys like that segue? Yes. Because I'm waiting for my page to load. Uh, nearly 40 athletes, including Ronda Rousey's teammates, Shayna Baszler, Baszler, an independent wrestling veteran, Eddie Kingston, reported today the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida for an invitation-only talent tryout. Brandon, up top for Eddie Kingston. Hang on. Who's Eddie Kingston? He's an independent He could be the next Kevin Owens. Is he a fat guy? He's a bigger guy who's a little older with a beard. He's from, like, Chikara, mainly. Hmm. But he was, like, not mass bullshit. Um, He kind of plays, like, like a, oh, I'm from Brooklyn gangsta kind of thing. All right. But, like, he's good. He's a good worker. I'm sold. He's got my stamp of approval. Okay. Uh, and Baszler, Baszler, who is nicknamed the Queen of Spades, previously fought in the UFC and is a member of MMA's Four Horsewomen stable, along with Rousey. I don't know. Apparently, that's an official thing. Uh, she also trained under former UFC fighter and New Japan wrestler Josh Barnett, as well as catch wrestling legend Billy Robinson, and has competed on the American independent wrestling scene for the past year. That's all from WWE.com. Hmm. So the horse's mouth, indeed. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And them and everyone else involved. Uh, there is one story I'm saving till the end because I want your guys' opinion on it because you guys probably know more than me about it. Uh, I'm going to do a quick foray into raw viewership because it was really, really bad as expected. It's always bad now. Well, this is way worse. Uh, presidential debate. Crush the competition. 80 million people across 12 networks tuned in to watch the debate. It's the most watched debate in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, several millions that watched the, the debate on the internet, and the 80 million viewers does not include PBS and C-SPAN, who I've never heard of. Uh, first hour of Raw drew 2.85 million viewers. That's not very good. 
Nope. Considering they like it around three. They don't even like it around three. Three was like the regular bad Three's for like, a while. We'll settle for it. Yeah. We'll take the three because it looks a lot bigger than 299. <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently they didn't do too much creatively because they knew they were going to get clobbered. Uh, hoping to rebound next week. Monday night football game is also spanking them every time. Yeah, but even they took a hit because of the massive debate because that country is fucked. Right yeah. Now, so. Well, it's good. It's really good that they do this. It's, it's really like, good that they tune out everything so that they can watch a presidential debate. That is something that Canada should do. I will say that. It's like, who you want to vote for, Hitler or Stalin? Yeah, but it's also like even when they're not shitty choices, the debate draws crazy numbers, which is good because our viewer or our voter turnout is embarrassingly low. Yeah, um, the last one wasn't; it was much better than it, it was, has been. It but. was it was good by Canadian standards. Yes, but yeah, it would be good if people cared about their elections in Canada like they do about in the states. The states is obviously hilarious because this year it's Donald Trump is one of the presidential candidates, mm. and. We, as a wrestling podcast, know how fucking insane that is. Yep. It's laughable. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins is out with a rib injury. Yeah, that fucking gut buster from the top rope. spot that was. Yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do, but God, that He was supposed like to land hurt. on his belly, but he kind of got rotated in the air and landed on his ribs on his knee. Uh, Didn't look good. There's no way to fake that. No. Nope. Kevin Owens landed on the mat with his knee up, and Rollins just crashed into his knee. Yep. So. Luckily, um, uh, rib, ribs are, I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, those do generally heal pretty quickly. It's going to hurt him for a while, but he'll be okay. Yeah. Hurts to breathe. It just sucks that he it. just came back from an injury, and now they're already running another injury angle with him. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to help me stumble through this TNA story. Okay. Which I know very little about. All right, let's go. I'm probably the main uh, guy on this bad This boy. is from WrestlingNews.co? Dot .co. Really? Um, Brandon, I like how you're setting your stories nowadays. Uh, specifically when I'm going to read them word for word because I work too late to read them like, and like summarize Cole's notes. Mm. Uh, crucial week for TNA wrestling because a deal needs to be made before the next set of TV tapings. TNA is scheduled to run the Bound for Glory show in Orlando on Sunday, and they need to tape TV shows next week. The problem is that there is no money to fund the upcoming week's pay-per-view and TV tapings. There's no money. There's no money for this wrestling promotion. Where did the money go? Uh, I don't. I I still hold fast that they never had any, but eventually they had to cash those checks that they weren't cashing. Well, the worst thing is that like here in Orlando, they just give away a lot of tickets to the tapings just to make it look more full for sure. TV. Oh yeah, to fill it up. Yeah, <clears throat> but like. That's the sad thing that WWE, like, sure, WWE could use seat fillers occasionally. I'm sure they do to a degree. Mm-hmm. But not to the point of, like, we're going to sell everything on the, like, we're going to give away the whole hard cam. Well, not only that, they, they're they doing their merch through Pro Wrestling Tees now, meaning that they're not getting as much of a cut as I assume they would have when they did it on their own. Yeah, and they're running it on their own. And then you still have to give the talent their cut, and then, the you know, the company itself not making much, and... Yeah, it seems like with them going through them. Pro Wrestling Tees, it's like a, a decent, cheaper option in the sense of they don't have to make the shirts themselves or ship them. Yep. But then you have to factor in the fact that if it's a, if it's just a TNA shirt, there's a certain cut. But if it's a TNA superstar shirt under a TNA license, because there's some of the shirts, like, as an example, the Hardy Bros, not all of their shirts are TNA. Right. Some of them are just their designs. Yeah. 
But there's some that are considered TNA shirts. But then you got to factor in how much the wrestler gets as well. So, like, they're getting a fraction, basically. Uh, yeah, the, the thing that I'd seen was from Meltzer, who was talking about this whole situation, and this was from way earlier in the week. I think it was even on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He said that, essentially, the deadline to get shit done is Friday, meaning tomorrow, meaning the 30th. Uh, that they essentially need Billy Corgan to hand over a bunch of money. Otherwise, they're fucked. I hope Billy Corgan does it. I don't want WWE to buy TNA. Yeah, he did. Uh, I know interview. that sounds really fucked up, but like, I'm just so tired of WWE controlling everything. I actually really don't like WWE at this point. Like right now, even though things are good for them, it's just it's so much content, and it's like. All right, Ron. Yeah, they're not going to get more content from buying. They're not going to keep no, TNA no, running. No, there's no way they're going to keep it running, but they'll have that library. I just like TNA as an alternative. Like, if you watch TNA, if you watch Impact Wrestling, it, it has a different feel than watching Raw or SmackDown. Because it's worse. <laughs> it's different for better. I know or what worse. you mean. I know what you mean. It, it's healthy. Like the camera angles they use. Yeah. I yeah, guess, exactly. For lack of a better And like, word. it's the same sense. I still like watching ROH TV and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. like, man. I'm having such a tough time with WWE that I don't know if I'm going to go to the house show next week or next month. Mm. So what what is your biggest issue with WWE right now? It's just that there's too much of it? It's just there's too much of it. Fair enough. And like the things that I used to like a lot in WWE, like I still like wrestling, don't get me wrong. But like, like NXT used to be this like cup of fresh air and now NXT is kind of in this stagnant area where they're trying to build a lot of superstars where you're just like, Oh, man, I miss all the established guys for the most part. But all the established guys are on the main roster now. I know. They didn't go anywhere. No, it's not that they didn't go anywhere, but this is my hour-long show I used to love watching. Mm. is now like, okay, what's No Way Jose up to this week? I oh, fuck. No Way Jose. I'm not a fan. He's great. I like Tremendous. so many guys on the NXT roster. There's right still now. guys I like. Don't get right. me wrong. And especially with like CWC guys. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we get into Raw, I still have Marco moments. It's just one of these things where it's like WWE just feels so homogenized. Like, it's like, oh, it's so corporate wrestling. I think it's been like that for a very long time. I know. And I, I think, think I'm just like burnt out on yeah, it right now. I think you're, it's probably a lot like me where I go through these big up, ups and downs with pro wrestling. Uh, and mine is always just straight WWE because that's the only thing I take in. But I do go through like a couple month stretches where I'm like, what am I even doing? Yeah. Like, and not even because I'm like, this is terrible. It's just because it's like, this is just the same shit. That's the, it's worst the same shit just keeps happening. <laughs> and I just keep watching. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. And you get like literally like every year, a few moments where you're actually like, fuck, is it dope to be a wrestling fan? Yeah. And I literally just keep sitting there. But then, like, right now, I'm kind of at one of those highs where I'm like, oh, I really like, like, my my week-to-week wrestling is very enjoyable. I right think that's now. the worst thing is that I know it's, like, better than it's been in the past couple of years. Like, based on yeah. who's on top and who's champions, it's like, like, it's like when Warren goes, like, yeah, I remember when Scott used to say AJ Styles is really good or Kevin Steen's really good. And then he'd be like, ah, whatever. And now they're on the main roster and kicking ass. Champions. So that's okay. one of the weirdest things where you're like, like, I know wrestling's really good right now. Yeah. I think it's just something like, man, there's so much WWE to watch. There is. And even yes. with, like, with Cruiserweight Classic, it was so sweet, but I was like, oh, there's another hour. See, the Cruiserweight Classic I loved because it was the last hour and often the best hour. So whenever I went into the Cruiserweight Classic, I was like, yes, this is it. This is going to be one of the best hours I watch all week, and then there's going to be no wrestling until at least Sunday, maybe Monday. Uh, so it's going to be dope. For me, when I am at my, like... 
okay, here we go, is always at the very beginning of Monday Night Raw, where I was like, well, okay, this is going to be seven hours or uh, six hours of wrestling through the next three days, and it's going to be tough. But like I said, right now, that's kind of just going by, and I'm like, that was good. That was good. That was good. But I do get to points where I was just like, oh, yeah, another distraction finish for the Divas. Okay. Oh, and a so run the women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, since the since the draft split or the brand split, it's been really good. Uh, it helps to have – maybe the thing is, is that, I mean, you used to watch SmackDown too, Scotty, I guess, but, like, for us, just adding in SmackDown is an extra two hours that we never did yeah, until never the brand that. split. Yeah. But also the two hours mean something now too. It's not like we just started watching SmackDown out of nowhere because it was a thing to do. Yeah. It's because it actually is worth watching again, and it's yeah. split, and it's completely different from Raw, and it means them, and it's live. Yeah, totally. And if this was, I will say this, if this was the same roster, just doing two more hours on the SmackDown brand, I would be way more negative on it. Sure. But because it's every week, it's like, okay, these guys, I only see once a week. These guys, I only see once a week. If there was any chance I was going to get, like, Raw guys the next night on SmackDown, I'd be like, oh, okay, this sucks. But it's because it's like, okay, that was those guys, mm -hmm. and now here's these guys, so you know everything's going to be different than yesterday because none of the superstars are crossing over. Right. So, yeah. I've been where you are right now, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's always just ups and downs. Uh, and then you're you're kind of getting to where my downs usually are about this time of year. Yeah. And I think the only reason I haven't hit it is because they kind of threw the big mix-up right in the middle. But, yeah, it's always around that October Kind of Night of Champions going into like Hell in a Cell and all the way to like TLC where I'm just like, I don't fucking care about any of this. When is like, it, it's almost WrestleMania. I just got to get to the Rumble. <laughs> Come on, January. Yeah. But yeah, that was like on Raw when they were like, Hell in a Cell. And I was like, oh no, Hell in a Cell always sucks. <laughs> Hell in a Cell always sucks quite a bit. Uh, but looming back to the TNA thing, I kind of, uh, I, 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 I agree with you that it's, it's good to have an alternate place for guys like Damian Sandow to go and try some new stuff and still be in somewhat of the spotlight that they used to have. But, I mean, if they if if they keep running that company into the ground, I would rather WWE pick it up and use that library than it to just fucking disappear, and that's the end of that. What do you want done with the wrestlers, like, on the roster? Like There's that certain roster guys that you would, yeah, you can pick up. SmackDown's hurting. You need a lot of guys there. You can throw a couple more into NXT to help out, like you said, that they're in the stagnant area where they don't have really anybody, especially women, in NXT right now, which yeah. we'll get into. Uh, I think EC3 would be a big pickup. Uh, probably do like Mike Bennett and Maria if they were willing to do it. Now, do uh, they not pick up people like Sandow or Cody because they've left I already? Would work. I, I, I don't know. Unless... Would you Sandow might get a shake if he wanted one? I bet you Cody doesn't want one. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. debut was really cool last week on TNA. Um, who else is there that I would think about? Uh, while you mull that over. Tyrus? Um, Probably the Hardys, just because it's the fucking Hardys. You want Broken Matt back? Sure. Um, There's a lot of guys on that roster. Moose, yeah, Moose would be a big one. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guys on that roster that is someone who does not watch TNA. I don't care about them because I've never seen them work. But now I've seen guys like AJ Styles and Bobby Roode come in, and I'd be like, if they take guys who know what they're doing in the ring uh, and package them with some sort of gimmick that I'm into, it's just more great talent. I don't care mm -hmm. where they came from. It's just more great talent. So if yeah. that is, as someone who does not watch TNA and will never watch TNA as long as they keep their head above water, 
if this results in the one wrestling show I watch being better, then I'm all for it. Uh, now, with all that said, just over two hours ago from now, Dixie Carter tweeted out, and take this as you will, look forward to sharing news soon at Impact Wrestling. Has the best fans and an amazing show on now at uh, hashtag Impact on Pop. So. You just need more of Wait, did you say Impact on something. Yeah. Or, oh, I thought you said Impact on Fox. I was like, holy shit, Fox TV picked them up? So, yeah, I don't know. Something's happening. There's also all these reports of them canceling flights for their house shows and uh, Impact tapings that are supposed to be happening next week, which they don't have the money for, meaning that they're not going to be sending certain talent there because they've canceled the flights. And clock is striking midnight for that fucking company. So yes, sir. I guess we'll find out tomorrow what happens if that is the deadline like Meltzer said it was. So. It'll be interesting. Also, I, I do like that Matt Hardy kind of tweeted out a wink and, at the whole situation and said, just had a monumental premonition. I've seen the aftermath of the uh, hashtag Great War at Bound for Glory. I also saw where I'll be on Monday night, and it's a gif of him, like, having a premonition. So a mm. little bit of a nod from Matt Hardy, which is mm. kinda... Maybe not as broken as we think he is. Do you think the Hardy boys have enough money to buy TNA if they wanted? No. No. Absolutely not. Well, did you guys see that it was rumored at like 400 million? No, it wasn't 400 million. It was like the company was worth like 40 million dollars or something like that. You guys want to go three ways? (laughs) No, I don't want to invest in TNA. I'd rather invest in like Ring of Honor. Or oh, something. you're just gonna let WWE, big corporation, come up and scoop them up because yeah. you won't fork over the. God cash. damn you, Vince! Now I gotta shell in on TNA to keep your corporate out of my fucking Impact Wrestling. Why am I defending Impact Wrestling? I because you don't like the WWE. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what you. Told I guess us. so. You jumped ship. I'm generally you the only guy who watches Impact on ship. our pod, anyways. Mm. Anything else? Uh no. For news, no, 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 no. You got anything, Scotty? I had the Eddie Kingston thing, but I didn't know Brando was going to talk about it. I didn't know I was going to talk about it until the words came out of my mouth. I thought that was a story about the lady MMA fighter. (laughs) I know. I kind of popped. I was like, yeah, Eddie Kingston. And then I was like, Brando, up top for this story. And you were like, who's Eddie Kingston? Yeah. I'm just reading this report from Forbes that the WWE is involved in purchase talks. Uh, that WWE is in a confident buyer's stance regarding the potential deal. Report says that WWE is comfortable letting things play out as they're aware of the pressure TNA is under and they believe a deal may come down to the final moments. They're comfortable with the idea of closing a deal in that situation and are also comfortable allowing TNA to move ahead with Bound for Glory and the Impact tapings. Mm. So, uh, time will tell. As uh, they say. Billy Corgan said in an interview on ESPN that if he did buy them, uh, he would change the name. Yeah, he did that. And he also said in another interview. From that, like TNA name? Yeah, from yeah. TNA okay. to something else. Billy Corgan's wrestling extravaganza. Sure. That'd be a dumb name. Sure. <laughs> uh, he also said, despite all his rage, he still wants to buy TNA. You stole that from a tweet. What? You stole that from a tweet. Yeah, stole that from other podcasts I re- I re- as well. We good? Anything else news-wise? <laughs> no, I guess that's the news. <laughs> what podcast was that on? Uh, I think Suplex City Limits again. You can't, you steal. can't steal it and then not give him credit. <laughs> you shouldn't steal anyway, yeah. but you can't. I stole especially jokes from not. Jim Vicious two weeks in a row. That's balls, especially for like a wrestling podcast stealing from another wrestling mm-hmm. podcast. Like People yeah. listen to both those I know. shows. Well, I think we have an overlapping fan base. Our credibility being dragged through the mud. Hey, 
Scotty's not even actually funny. He's just stealing all this. He steals all his jokes. <laughs> He's a big phony. He's a phony. Okay, let's, uh, as I clean my beard hair off of the counter. Did oh, you, the you... counter. The fucking titty chick, she's in that studio. That's <laughs> what I didn't talk about. She was in that studio, which we used to record in, and I'm not kidding you, because she's shorter, right? She was about, I don't know, 5'7". She had to plop them on the counter yes. to provide relief from her back having to hold those things up. Like, I'm not kidding you. She fucking bellied up to that counter and, like, lifted a little bit and just... And dropped him? And Jeez. just let him rest on it's, the counter. It's Did like, you laugh when that happened? A little bit. You I had chuckle? to, like, turn and, like... <laughs> you know... When you are living on the third floor of an apartment and you get all your groceries and you just like load them up on your arms, all the bags, and then you like kick the door open and you just like uh, right onto the counter. Imagine that being all of your life. Yep, exactly. Oh, God. But she gets paid the big bucks for She's it, a so hero. That's, yeah, God bless her. God bless her efforts. We salute you, Chelsea Charms. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. I'm going to turn this up, though, because... I forgot to write down where they were again. Is Chelsea Charms a real name? They were in Cincinnati, Ohio. I doubt it. I it's sincerely Im- doubt it. implied that the charms are her boobs. I, yeah. I, same way that like a stripper would use a fake name. Right. But she's, Give a show name. Do you think she ever says... Same as wrestlers. I'm Chelsea Charms. I'm magically delicious. That's probably... No, that's probably copyrighted. That. That's yeah. copyrighted. Yeah. She doesn't steal from other things. <laughs> what are you implying there, Brando? <laughs> the U.S. Bank Arena in the Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio, Ohio. Drew Carey show fan? No? Just me. United States title rematch. Yeah, nobody likes first. Drew Carey. What? Excuse me. I only like him on Who's Line. Drew Carey show. The Drew Carey show was great. It was tremendous. Cleveland rocks. Was it better because it what was like it was the, all the people you watch on Who's Line? line. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're the called. funny ones though. It's not Drew Carey. Oh, Drew Carey is plenty funny. You he watch your good. mouth. Yeah. yeah, he's great. He totally was deserves Wayne to Brady, be in the. Wayne Brady wasn't in that show though. It had everybody I, but Wayne Brady. swing by every now and then? Yeah, guest. Oh, really? Yeah, I then thought it had so. Colin, Ryan, and... It also had Patton Oswalt, did it not? Was Patton Oswalt in that? Yeah, he was, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You a big fan of that Patton Oswalt? Oh, I haven't seen him in anything in... Remember that God time we got an email long. from somebody saying that I kind of sounded like Patton Oswalt? Yeah, someone told me I sounded like uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Was it Seth Rogen? Jonah Hill. That's, it was Jonah Hill. That's who you are compared to? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I've got so, that from more than one fast food uh, employee. Um, McCord, I forget what day this was, my co-host, uh, but we were, I don't even know how this came about, but we were talking about, uh, or was that, a, it was a party that we were at. What party did we all go to? Oh, the Yukon thing. Hey, did and we talk so, about, oh, that was And awesome. so uh, uh, one of our promo girls came in, and she's new to the station, and she was asking who my friends were and all that garbage. Uh, so I said that they're both named Brandon, but one's Brando and the other one's Monch. And okay, and Monch, he's the tall one, and Brando's, you know, the, the shorter one. Uh-huh. And she goes, okay. And then McCord goes, yeah, Brando, by the way, looks an awful lot like Bobby Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. I know. Totally We've had this do. discussion yeah. before. 
<laughs> I, uh, well, that was like less than a month ago. I sent I you guys that picture. I know. I, know. I laughed so <laughs> like, hard when he said that. Split screen of I me and Bobby like, Hill. Because I, I could tell by the way he said it that he wasn't sure like if he should like not say it in front of him. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. He's aware yeah. of it. Like, don't, don't you worry. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I remember I came up with that mm. on the fly playing. Uh, not that you have to come up with it, but it was like it, it entered my brain for the first time in my life when we were playing. Uh, uh, like one of those games where you like someone says, uh, Brand, uh, you pick someone around the table and it's like this person you're reading off a card looks a lot like blank. And then everyone writes down, you try and guess who wrote down what, you right. know, one of those yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was sitting there cause I have to answer it too. And I was sitting there being like, I don't fucking know. And then like, like with 10 seconds left on the timer, it just like hit me like a truck. I was like. Bobby Hill. I look like Bobby Hill. And then I put Bobby Hill down yeah. and my got the most votes uh, because I look more like Bobby Hill than whatever those idiots said. Sure. God damn it, Bobby. That God boy ain't right. I have to work on an impression, I think. Boy's been whacking off. He sounds whacking. <laughs> oh, King of the Hill is underrated. King of the Hill is a great show. It's a tremendous, tremendous program. I think it's even funnier if you're Canadian and you're just like, ha ha, Texas culture. Yeah. <laughs> you need to like get why it's funny. You need to get that dry sense of humor because yeah. so many people I talk to oh, say, yeah. oh, it's one of the most boring that jokes are no. stupid and everything. I was like, no, no. Once you kind of get what they're going for, it is like every line is just like yeah. laugh out loud yeah. funny. Man, if you get the like the, the gimmick they're going for, it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, okay, speaking of gimmicks, Monday Night Raw had two rematches in the first hour from the show that we watched the night before. That was just setting the tone, saying, we don't give a fuck about this show because we know we're going to get crushed in the ratings. Some poor sucker out there paid so, 50 bucks for that show yeah, last night or on Sunday night and then came and was like, oh! Yep. Uh, the first one was Roman Reigns and Rusev. Actually, we had somebody that, that listens to the show was live at the show, and they wrote an email, and I got them to tell us about the live experience, so we're going to hear from them uh, later on. But he said that apparently Rusev came out and actually challenged uh, Roman Reigns beforehand. Even though they had announced it way earlier in the day on Twitter, apparently he came out before the show started, tried to get some heat with the whole American pig thing, get the oh, crowd yes. fired up, and then challenged him, and that's why they okay. started it cold. Like so. before they went live or whatever? Yeah. Right. They also didn't use a, uh, a highlight package this week, which we discussed Yeah, that was a weird. Bit. As much as, like, this match, Roman Reigns or Rusev, goes on for, like, fucking 30 minutes worth of TV time. It was long. It was long. Like, for how long those guys were Super out there, yeah. it was fresh to have Raw start with a match, at least. And not be like, last week on Raw. Because there's so much, it's like, well, then why did I even watch last week if you're going to tell me what happened? Well, I always skip through that. Um, I hate that. We all don't have that privilege, board. When, uh, as the logistical overlord of this podcast, I must ask, when is the time when we should speak up and say we didn't talk about the pay-per-view? Oh, yeah, shit! Was there was a pay-per-view, wasn't there? There's always a pay-per-view. Good God, that feels like a lot more than a week. Clash so, of Champions. Do you have it in front of you? I don't. I, ju- I remember the exact same time as you. I re- well, I remember a couple of seconds before you. I remembered when you said we have the same matches as we had the other night at yeah. the pay-per-view. And I was like... We're not going to talk about the paper. Oh, no. Okay, Nia Jax defeated Alicia Fox in the kickoff match, which I skimmed through and didn't really watch. I did not anybody. see this All match. All right. Chris Jericho defeats Sami Zayn clean with a code breaker. I Is couldn't it? believe it. I could. I really think they're priming him to yeah. be up uh, for a title shot in the next couple of months. It's going to be that Canada show. Hopefully in Survivor Series. This is the moment where I knew I wasn't winning picks. As soon as I was like, well, yeah, This is the Sammy moment Zane we all knew Warren won picks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're like, Scotty's got one more chance. Brando's already out. <laughs> 
Uh, TJ Perkins defeats Brian Kendrick. TJ Perkins' intro is fucking the best. Yes, it it's, is. It, that eight bit music with all the video game stuff and like they literally hit two notes, and I was like, "This is awesome. This yeah, is dope." Yeah, yeah. And, and I was saying this, I'm like, like "Fucking with, great." With the Titantron stuff coming out, like the character select on his face with like actual real other superstar yeah, characters other beside him, weights. and then the like the the Coins. health the health the HP oh, yeah. bar filling up. Yeah, coins down the ramp and the music playing. I was like, well, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, bar yeah. none. <laughs> Mega Man. A lot of Mega Man. Yeah, yeah. very Mega Man. The sounding. official Mega Man account on Twitter was like, boy, Mega yep. TJP. Yeah. Forever lasting peace. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus ends in a no contest. This uh, had a mat- was a match that involved Cesaro almost killing himself with a suicide dive to the outside. Mm-hmm. And then three minutes later, them calling the match because of a clothesline over the barricade. Uh, which- did- Obviously, you can't plan for a suicide dive, almost death. Right. But it kind of felt weird that that happened, and then they both get back up, and then you just call it because they did. A it was like the biggest the letdown of the night. Like I get like Cesaro could have been like seriously hurt or whatever, and like believe me, watching that spot was not fun by any no. means. No, no, no. Like we call that Stephen out. We call that pulling a Sasha Banks nowadays or Alita. Uh, that yeah, said, I actually one. really, like, as far as in-ring wrestling and psychology and booking of a match, I thought that match was really, really good. If this match would have got a finish, yeah, I think this is my match of the night. This might be my match of the night anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even though it's a no contest? Yeah. Really? Because I was like... I was it, so it, upset about the, the uh, Me too. Me too. And But I was upset about the finish because of how good the match was. So, yeah, it, 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 it's close, but I can guarantee if it just had a finish, it would have been... I would have been like... Where did that come from? Yeah. From these two fucking awesome. guys. Yeah. Uh, Raw Tag Team Champions New Day defeat uh, Gallows and Anderson. This was just thinking a little their bit. Title. Yeah, a little bit. Because, like, it, the Gallows and Anderson get the jump so early in this match that you're like, wow, holy shit, yeah. this is going to be the tone. They're going to just win, like, dominate them, beat them at. It was kind of a squash for the first Yeah, exactly. Bit. It was yeah. kind of Nothing. intriguing to, at the To beginning. the point where you think the titles are going over, hmm. and then you're like, oh, their belts aren't flipping. Yeah. And because Xavier Woods cheated, which as much as that's always kind of a nice wrinkle from a face, he's done it enough times now where it's like, it feels the same as when a heel cheats and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, couldn't get a clean win, eh? I really, really think that they just want to give them that record and that that's all they care about at this point. Yeah. I'm just going to let them retain it until they get it and then you can take Kendrick it in London. No, it's demolition now. They've all already right. passed Kendrick. Oh, that's bullshit. Uh, but Kendrick's Charlotte back to get it back. Defeats Good. Sasha Banks and Bailey in... Uh, Weirdly booked match, I thought. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah. But it was, it was, uh, it just seemed weird that you give the heel. I mean, she's physically more dominant, I guess, but it just seemed like she carried more of that match than she should have as the heel against two baby faces. Yeah. Bailey kind of seemed like a non factor a little bit the whole time, which works to her character a bit because she's not really the in ring technician. She's more of the like girl next door, just try really hard. Yeah. Which it will lend itself well to that a little bit, but I, I don't know. It just seemed like they didn't quite have the magic that they had on NXT. Does that make sense? I yeah, but there was I, just and something I, missing there. I it was think, still good, but I think it's been like that for the women since they came up. Yeah, like I think there's something missing between those three women who like literally tore the host down and had us saying like, okay, these women's matches on NXT are literally better than any anything going on on the main roster right now. Right. And since they came up, even their good matches have kind of been like, that was good, but it All wasn't right. NXT good. Yeah. And Party party wonders if that's the, the crowd atmosphere mm-hmm. or what that is. But uh, And you had the interference from Dana Brooke in this one as well, which is kind of predictable. But yeah. in a w- I will be the first to say that I kind of really like what they're doing with Dana Brooke, that whole side angle of 
Charlotte is even a heel to her fellow heel. Right. And that, that somewhere down the line, you know that that turn's going to happen. And yeah. Dana Brooke as a face is a weird concept to me. Mm-hmm. Just because we've never seen it. But it could work. But I yeah, mean, the crowd, the... like, with the one time where she slapped Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. You the crowd the popped more than they oh, popped yeah. on anything else that like uh, episode of Raw. She's bullying her. Everyone's been bullied at least once in their life. And I think everyone like secretly thinks Dana Brooke is really hot. Secretly? Yeah, I think secretly. You think people don't admit it? I don't know. I've never heard it either of you guys admit it, but I bet I you think I think Dana it. Brooke's really hot. Brando? I think Dana Brooke is really hot, too. I know. I also think Dana Brooke is really hot. I think Dana no Brooke is hot. Tweet us at Sapod. <laughs> Roman Reigns defeats uh, Rusev to win the U.S. Championship. That was one that surprised me. I yeah. couldn't believe it. I'll be yeah. damned. Um, I hate Roman. <laughs> there was a, lot a lot of people reason, hate Roman. There was a reason why I didn't like this, but I don't remember what it was now. Uh, was it that you thought that Rusev was going to face someone, one of those mid-card guys for the title? No, nah, it might have been it. Was it that you thought they were building to Kurt Angle? <laughs> <laughs> Dream's not dead. I don't know. Anyways, I thought Rusev should have retained it. I just thought the, the, the U.S. Championship doesn't help Roman Reigns, and the Roman Reigns doesn't help the U.S. Championship, in my opinion. I Maybe mean, I'll be wrong. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. I don't know. But I no, just he'll probably like just feel the Rusev till Rusev gets the belt back. It just feels like okay. Well, we're not going to give you the main title for a while because people are kind of not liking you. But we'll we'll still give you something, Roman. Don't worry about I it. I think what I think oh, totally is that. what they want is for this to be like the John Cena US title mm-hmm. where it's a guy that they consider like a main event superstar holding the US title and and having those weekly or bi-weekly TV matches and having good matches at that level. And you know what? That's that's fine by me if they're going to do that. Let's yeah. do that. I'm totally in for that. Right. Because Roman Reigns, I actually think, has good matches. I thought his match against yeah, Rusev no, no, was no. actually a really good match. No problems with his in-ring work. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, just him as a mic worker mm-hmm. and as a and character that, has fallen flat. That, if they, that's what they want to do, like, because their ratings have been shitty for a long time, like you said before, Scotty, that maybe they think that having a title defended every week will bring some eyes in just because something could change. Mm-hmm. That lends a lot better to a face doing an open challenge than a heel, right. I think. Because totally. face-on-face with an open challenge... It makes sense, whereas a heel coming out there, then you have to have him destroy everyone, and it just doesn't work as well, right? So Yeah. For me, I was a little bit less negative on it in that I didn't think it was going to happen. Hmm. Uh, but when it happened, I was like, all right, this is the Roman Reigns era with the U.S. title now. Sure. I actually think the first thing out of my mouth was, I think that will keep him out of the main event for a little while. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Like, the main event scene is safe for at least six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I actually don't dislike Roman at all. Mm-hmm. I... I enjoy his matches quite a bit, but yes, his character is such a WWE fan, Brando. (sighs) Yeah, that's what we're talking about, though. I know. Supposed to like an internet fan that just hates people because I don't. I hate him because he's got the personality of like a fucking couch. Like he just sits. Like Roman Reigns doesn't say anything entertaining. Now he's bashing couches. (laughs) (laughs) What's next? He's gonna go after chairs. Um, But dumb boom. Yeah. Terrible jokes. But no, I, I didn't like Roman Reigns as soon as he didn't break out of the shield because it doesn't feel like he's evolved at all. Like, still to this day, you're just a guy. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, you still wear the stupid dumb vest. Your music is still like the shield music where it's just like, Roman Reigns. Dun, 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 dun. Like, music would be better if it was just Roman Reigns. It would be over pretty funny, actually. It's not a Give him at least a little bit of personality. Maybe people would sing along to that. But, like, Roman Reigns sucks. And like I'm glad that they've given him the U.S. title 
in the sense of like, I agree with you, Warren, where it's like, okay, Roman, we'll give you this. You're still like, you're still important to us, but you're not main level yet because the fans won't accept you there yet. Sure. Like when they start Roth and it's like, please welcome Roman Reigns. People just boo. Like the the crowds that attend Raw for the most part still don't like him. But I mean, a reaction is better than no reaction. Oh yeah, I mean you could be primo and epico, but like that's true. Uh, main event match is Universal Champion Kevin Owens defending his title versus Seth Rollins. This is where the the uh, rib break happened as we were talking. About Exploded before. his innards. Uh, this was a pretty good match too. It wasn't their best, but I think they're gonna do another one. Yeah, if he's this healthy, is my match so. of the night. Um, yeah, they didn't blow their load in the first one, which is always a good thing. Anything else? Some vulgar. No, it was, uh, it was cool. And like, I'm sure they've wrestled on the indies, but I'd never seen Steen and Tyler Black go at it. So I thought it was really cool. It was just like, this is kind of a dream matchup to a degree. Yeah. And it was their first one-on-one in the WWE as well. Yeah. Which is cool. So. And I, and I felt for the most part, it was a good match with some exciting spots. Mm-hmm. Got a it little was, bit overbooked, I thought, with the ref injury. Yeah. Lasting as long as it did, and then having the person come out and call the other referee. <laughs> Sometimes that works for me. This time it didn't, and yeah. I have no idea what makes it work. And the way <laughs> that, that ref bump happened, you were just like, oh, no, here I've comes seen, the... I've seen refs take full-on clotheslines and get up way faster than that guy who literally barely got touched. Yeah, it was like a leapfrog spot that's like, oh, whoa, I just kind of bumped India. And then the other ref comes running down and like is checking on him. I'm like, no, sir, you that's need to, you you need to call. Yes. Appreciate the match, yeah. good sir. They have doctors. Uh, okay, so that was Night of Champions. I, I did win the picks. Clash of Champions. Yeah. Yes, Clash of Night of Clash. Okay, now Night of the Clash. Night of the yeah. Living Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was better, Clash of Champions or Backlash? Clash of Champions. This is tough. I would say Backlash. I thought AJ Styles was the only good thing on Backlash. Uh, Slater Rhino, baby. I will give a edge to Night of Champions. I thought they were very close, though. Okay. I think one of the biggest problems for Warren and Backlash was he was fucking tired as shit during it. Sure. Which be. doesn't help. Like It's the same thing with me. Sometimes events fall flat when you're... You're kind of zoned out. Yeah, you're not like. But I, I like Backlash quite a bit more than Warren. I remember, uh, but I do agree. I think Night of Champions was a, a shade better. Mm. Okay. Okay, so now to Raw, where Roman Reigns defends against Ernest uh, Rusev because the match ended in a countout, a double countout, uh, when they just fought to the outside of the ring, and then they just ended the match after 30 minutes of watching these two wrestle. Mm. I can't believe how long that fucking match was. Yeah, yep. and it was good. But then they, off they went into the crowd, that and I was, was like, oh, come on now. There came a moment where I was like, like, you was just like, this feels like this has been on a while, and I checked the time, and I'm just like, how is it this far in the show, and these are the only people we've seen? Yeah. yeah. Like, I we texted should... Warren when, it, like, when that exact moment happened to me. He had already seen it, and I was like, this is like 30 minutes long, this first match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have Mick Foley bringing out Sheamus and Cesaro to reveal how he planned to settle their best of seven series uh, the two of them, like, fought, like, bickered back and forth, Sheamus and Cesaro, talking over each other. I don't know if that was, like, planned. It seemed really awkward, and then Mick couldn't even get a word in. Then Mick had to go into screaming Mick voice. Uh, I think Sheamus is a hor- I think Sheamus up. is horrible at this kind of thing. Or, I mean, uh, Cesaro. Yes, I thought Cesaro was really kind of bad. Thing. Yeah. But we say as many bad things about Sheamus as we want. I think he's way more comfortable doing this kind of, like, spontaneous back and forth than Cesaro is, where Cesaro will say things that are supposed to be burns, and I'll be like, I don't get it. Yeah. 
I yeah. did. I, I did like, his way over my head. These his, fans like me more than they like you. Yeah. If you want them to be quiet, maybe you tell them one of your jokes. Yeah, good, good oh ones, Cesaro. It's like his delivery good. is so like awkward. Yeah. Maybe it's because he's Swiss. Uh, fully Swiss, informs <laughs> them that they would both get a title shot as tag partners, which as soon as I saw the finish to the match on the pay-per-view, I knew that that's what they were going to do. <laughs> Good. Didn't surprise me here at all. No. Because, especially because they, they said that they, they were never specified what title they were going to get. Right. Because then if they would have said the U.S. title even, then you wouldn't have been able to do this. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a it's a unique idea. Adds a little depth to the tag division. I think that little segment later, the little vignette backstage with Foley, uh, helped this yeah. a lot for me. That was better than this stuff, yeah. When Foley's passionate about something, that he could sell fucking sunglasses Yeah, when to Foley's a fired up, it makes the, like, whatever segment he's in better. Yeah. Uh, blind people wear sunglasses no, a lot. Only the cowards do. <laughs> only the cowards. To hide their weird-looking eyes. <laughs> All <laughs> uh, right. I do. I do agree, though, that in WWE right now they don't have a disgruntled tag team where you're like, "Oh, these guys are reluctantly partners." Mm-hmm. There's like an uh, there's an odd cut. Co- there's two odd couple tag teams. There's Slater and Rhino and Goldust and R Truth. Sure. God, I forgot about them. Yeah, I, I think they're dead in the water at this point. But like, it's way different the feel of these two being like they're they're gonna bicker, they're gonna tag when they're not supposed to, versus Slater and Rhino where you're like. How are you guys friends? Are they going to win the titles at some point? They fucking better. We're talking about Slate, uh, yeah. Cesaro, right? Yeah. I... yeah. How long How long until they get the record? New day. You got to be close. Very close. They're over four. Well, it was 400 on Monday, and I think the record's 430, so end of the month. Okay. Watch yeah, the probably... club hold the belt for like all of a month, and then all of a sudden Cesaro Sheamus will beat the club. I think you can have Cesaro Sheamus because they have a heel on there beating the New Day. Okay. I think you yeah. could do yeah. that. It could happen, but it depends when this title shot. Yeah, we like don't if even they know get, when it's Do they get happen. one title shot, then they just are like, well, we're, st- we're pretty good together, so we'll just stay as a tag team. I guess you could do that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, neither. Like, Sheamus is kind of flopping in the water when he's not doing something like this, and Cesaro is good for great matches, but we yeah. all know that he's not going to climb the ladder because he's way He can't reach that brass ring. Uh, okay, this is where we have Michael Cole announcing that Seth Rollins was not cleared to compete on the show due to his uh, rib injury. Um, we later had Stephanie McMahon tell Foley that it was his job to make sure that Rollins doesn't come out there because he's not cleared, and they really went into uh, Steph being a bitch to Foley now. Like they, We've turned the corner in this. She is a bitch. He was very like, okay, yeah, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. Like being weird about it and... So that that's happening now. As the hardcore well, legend. <laughs> Should have hit her with Barbie. Cactus Jack over here. Bailey defeated uh, Anna Fields, who's a jobber, mm-hmm. finishing her with the Bailey to Belly. She cut did a little skip promo the tag afterwards. Team title match. Yes, I did. Mm. Tag team title match. New Day defeats Gallows and Anderson uh, after they uh, hit Anderson with Kofi hit Anderson with a trouble in paradise after he got. Busted open pretty well on the uh, steps. Stairs? Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, well, I had to go back and watch it a couple times because, like, where does Kofi get split open? Just because, like, I don't think I've ever seen him bleed out of the face. It was super quick, too, because I rewound it and watched the spot again. And just, like, so he hit his head 
and then whipped his head back, and there was already drops of blood just from him whipping his head back on the ground. Oh. So it oh. caught him pretty deep, I'm thinking. Uh, he tweeted that he had stitches, but it didn't say how many. But I was I was legitimately concerned watching this because I like all I could see was a lot of blood around his eye, and I was afraid that he had like gouged his eye somehow on the steps. Like on the corner of the steps yeah, or something like and, that? Yeah, like, was going to be hurt really, really bad, but... Mm. I don't know. He, he, he apparently he's doing okay, but yeah, there is a lot of fucking blood. Yeah, he busted him wide open. Uh, Big E was the MVP of this match in both his offensive moves and selling that shoulder. He did that spear to the outside. We I hate it. I hate yeah, it so after he hit his uh, shoulder in the corner, mm-hmm. and like the way that he did it, like it looked like the ring shifted a little bit. He's a big man. He is. He is. He's a big Just man who moves very fast. Don't call him small E. <laughs> uh, th- this has got to be it for these two teams, though, right? Like, th- you can't give Gallows and Anderson another shot now after they've lost how many times in a yeah, row? Yeah, they've lost three times now, right? Yeah. yeah. Two, no, three it, pay-per-views and now this. That's four, I think. And it's not a <laughs> yeah. very... It hasn't been a very good program. No, because half the segments suck. Like, old day and shit like that. Mm-hmm. The, the doctor well, None of the bit. matches have been that good, either. No. Compared to what these guys could probably pull out. Exactly. Yeah. Only funny shit was when they had Biggie's testicle. And that even that, funny. depending, some people didn't mm-hmm. even find that that funny. Yeah. But like when they were like, we're doctor. And like they had Dana Brooke for one week and then all of a sudden like she was gone. They should have ran with weird. that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Bailey wins. She cuts a promo afterwards, says that uh, she's not going anywhere. Essentially was the summary of her promo. Super baby face. Then we have uh, the team of Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan defeating Lindsay Dorado and Drew Gulak. Both those guys making their main roster debut. Gulak. Uh, Gulak got nailed with a rich kick, allowing Swan to then get the bridging pin for the win. You guys saw the promo beforehand when Rich Swan and Alexander were making their entrance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they had their little promo in the box. Yep. And Rich Swan blatantly did his all night long thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no fucking way. We're just going to let him say that? Like, Well, saying it's fine. You no, just yeah, can't say, play no, the music. Yeah, it's different from having the music. But I was like, I'm surprised WWE is like, yeah, you're not doing any of your indie shtick. That seems to be their way around it. Like The, the thing that popped to my mind when I saw that was uh, TM61, how mm-hmm. they say the mighty don't kneel, and that used to be their tag name. Yeah. Same sort of thing here, I think, is that they're just going to be like, okay, that's an easy catchphrase for you to have, and it's a little nod to your previous gimmick. So Exactly. It makes everyone happy. Yeah. You get the WWE branding, so they're happy, but you keep your indie people happy by uh, throwing out your cash. And races. I mean, if this guy gets over enough, who knows? Maybe they fork over the cash and just get the fucking music for him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I thought Lindsay Dorado stole the show here. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, we were joking, Brando and I were joking that Vince McMahon probably loves him because he is a <laughs> luchador that can speak proper English without any sort of accent. <laughs> yeah. So it Where works we find out this well. guy. Yeah. I think he's also a luchador from Puerto Rico and yeah. not uh, Mexico. Yeah, but Vince isn't going to know the difference. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all foreign to him. <laughs> you said you're probably not wrong. Okay, Seamus and Cesaro defeat the team of Cutler and Williams. A lot of jobbers on this show today. Despite some dissension, Cesaro was able to get a pin after Seamus interrupted Cesaro's offense and then broke kicked both of the other guys. To which uh, Cesaro reluctantly was like, I guess I'll pin him now, you dick. You stole my thunder. So uh, Crowd is dead by now. Crowd yeah. is dead during the cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed dead during this. 
they did during TJP uh, is uh, not a, not a good crowd. No. Uh, but, but okay. So, and then Sasha Banks comes out confronts Charlotte and Dana Brooke. Banks demands her title rematch right then and there, but Charlotte said she won't give it to her until next week. And then Banks slapped Charlotte, then put Dana into the bank statement. So there you go, keeping Sasha strong. And we now know that we're getting another title match next week. Yes, two. Lots of week. lots of title matches. Uh, then we get the TJ Perkins taking on the Tony Nice. Oh, Tony Nice, big fan. Real good raw debut for him. Big yeah, fan. Like, he's so good. Yeah. Of the three cruiserweights that debuted between Gulak, Lindsay Dorado, and I know I said he just stole the show in his match, but Nice was like so impressive here to the point of like that was another thing. They're just calling him his indie gimmick name, like the premier athlete, mm-hmm. and they're just like, yeah, there's a reason why they call him the premier athlete. You're like. It just sounds like a guy coming in with an already established gimmick, pretty much. Yeah, right? and I remember during the cruiserweight tournament, uh, being like, "This guy's fucking good," and being disappointed that he didn't go further. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Perkins picks up the win with his knee bar. This is where we had CM Punk chance during this match, and, and Randy Savage. Randy Savage, yeah. because Tony Nese has long hair and a beard, so let's just chant things at him. Is that why? Because he kind of looks like CM Punk a little bit and kind of looks like Macho Man Randy I'm at Savage. this point now where when people are chanting um, CM Punk at like matches like this, like there's a great cruiserweight match in, happening in front of you. Fucking chant for these guys because they're putting on a show and putting on a clinic. Why are we chanting for a guy who's not here? It's this weird dynamic of wrestling fans being like, uh, all these old guys, and you never give us anyone new, and everything sucks. And then you get new stuff, and it's like, fuck these guys. We don't know who they are. Let's chant for CM Punk. Like, exactly. Like, we're it's giving, so, they're giving you new shit. Like, they're giving you something fresh. It. It's like you're bitching about having an old cup of coffee, and you're like, uh, it's gone cold. Okay, here's a new cup of coffee. Yeah, here's a hot, fresh cup oh, of coffee. I don't like you've this never this kind of coffee. Uh, this is the bad kind. This coffee's too warm. Like, it's just like, fuck off, fans. Like, and this is another thing here that's like kind of frustrating because it's like. This should be the best part of the show. Hmm. You're getting all these new talent. Like, have you been impressed with this stuff so far on Raw, Brando? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love this stuff. Like, I mean, you got introduced to a lot of these guys via the CWC, which is the perfect introductory to bringing guys up to this main roster. Hmm. As well I, as I want, I want them to get, like, what uh, Perkins and, and um, uh, Kendrick, Kendrick are, are getting, where they're establishing uh, rivalry. And so, like, I sure. want there to be a little bit of story, but the matches. Like, you're not going to get anything closer to a relative guarantee that you're going to get an average match or better than when these guys go out there. Because right. this is what they've done all their lives, is have not a lot of storyline and all this wrestling ability. And I'm not expecting crowds to automatically go fucking ballistic every time the Cruiserweights come out. Obviously, it's going to take a lot of time for people who don't have the network, who don't watch NXT, who don't watch the Cruiserweight Challenge to know that who these guys are and to give a fuck about them. Mm. But you got to fucking give them a chance. Like, you don't just shit on the match and go, yeah, I don't know who these guys are, who that guy is, so fuck this. I'm going to chant some random shit. Maybe I think this, just because we don't get a lot of shows in Edmonton, uh, and places like this are spoiled with how often the WWE comes around. Um, But I always watch this and see these dead crowds or chanting about other stuff and be like, man, if I bought a ticket and came to see these guys and actually got to watch a live Raw or a live SmackDown... I'd uh, drink plenty, obviously, but I would just be yelling the whole time, excited, cheering for the faces, booing the heels, 
Uh, I'd be super into it. And then sometimes you get these entire arenas of people who don't sound like they care. And it's just like, what are you doing? Why you are you wasting? It is, it is your like, job. Not only are you wasting fan. money by going to this, yeah, but you're wasting fucking three to four hours of your evening by being at this event and acting uninterested or uninvested. Mm-hmm. That's why when you say such a WWE fan, I take it as a compliment. When I could no, be, you're the worst fan base ever. When I could be the kind of fan that chanted CM Punk. During a cruiserweight match, I feel like that is the WWE fan base. No, no that's, that's the internet, internet fans. fans. No way. A hundred percent. No actual. Oh, we miss our guy that fucking got. No actual out of the internet program. fans don't care about CM Punk anymore. There's yes, like they do. No, we don't. Oh, actual oh, indie yes, fans. Okay, not internet fans. Indie fans. Yeah, but the any that's. This is, there is a difference. Right. Like the people who go large, to pe- large slice on the indie Venn fans diagram. know how to be wrestling fans though. Yeah, because they're the the so they're hardest not the ones core. making CM Punk chants. No, saying. yes, but internet fans are. Yeah, and that's the ones that made the chant on Raw, not WWE well, fans. Well, then who was chanting "Let's Go Jobbers" at fucking Kirk, Nick Cutler, and Willis Williams? Internet we all fans. were internet, chanting oh. "Let's Go Jobbers." <laughs> Is it because Sheamus isn't over? No, it's because it would be a, just a fucking Wonderland story if they pulled <laughs> well, off a win there. there. Is that too. <laughs> Uh, okay, then we have uh, Jericho bringing out Kevin Owens as his guest on the highlight reel. They are interrupted by yeah. Seth Rollins. German Mick Foley version. then stops Rollins before he can make it to the ring. Uh, then Jericho are again interrupted by Enzo and Cass, who inform uh, the uh, two guys that they've got a match against them right now, in which Jericho defeat Enzo and Cass when Owens pins Enzo after hitting his power bomb. This was a really cold finish. Yep. Not in that I didn't like who won. In fact, I was very worried that they would lose. Um, but that it was just the wrestling match that wasn't really for any purpose has ended and we're going to black. And just, you always expect some sort right. of story development after the match mm-hmm. or something like that. Unless the match is like for a title where your big moment is them celebrating. But it's like, oh no, the heels just won the match and now we're done. It just screamed of like, okay, we got nothing for Jericho. We got nothing for Owens. Who do we have that we don't? Oh, end zone cast don't have anything. There we go. We'll just do that. Yeah, that's our main event yeah. on a day where there is a presidential debate and Monday Night Football. Yes. Did they mail it in? Do you guys think? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a. It wasn't a great show. I went in with really low expectations and actually come, came come, come, came out of it being like, oh, it was all right. It was okay. Hmm. Uh, studs and duds. Ooh. Uh, studs. Owens and Jericho. I thought that list of Jericho shit. Like, that's really funny. Somebody interrupts him. You know what? You just made the list. I like when he was talking to the cameraman. It made me laugh. Yeah. The cameraman thing was funny. And then when he put Enzo and Cass on the list and Kevin Owens is like, no, you didn't write that right. Yeah. And there's two S's in big Cass. Yeah. They're they're gold together. Favorite pair of heels. (laughs) They, uh, Jericho's in in top, top notch form right now. Oh, your dud, Scotty? Uh, My duds, Roman and Rusev. Not that their segment was bad. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really go anywhere. And it was like, you guys took up a sixth of Raw. If you break it down, like 30 minutes in a three-hour show. You guys were out there for a sixth of it. Sure. Uh, Brando? Uh, my dud's going to be the finish. Uh, just because it did feel mailed in. Uh, and I was waiting for something to happen that never happened. Sure. Uh, my stud uh, this week. I actually had a few things I didn't mind. I think I'm going to give my stud to Mick Foley. For selling that Seamus 
uh, Cesaro thing backstage, yeah. not the initial segment. That's my stud too. That yeah. just it made a lot of like I don't can't even remember really what he said. I didn't write it down, but yeah. there's a lot of like when two guys come and like even the look on Cesaro and Sheamus's face when he walks out and they kind of give each other the like yeah okay. shrug their shoulder. Yeah, that yeah. that sure that made a lot of sense then. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, was it was really good. Thematically, it was very much about how he's like, we both know you guys can be great. Yeah. You guys haven't been. Foley gets that finger going, and yeah. you know it's fucking go You're time. You're just fucking terrified. You're like, ah, I'm, yes, whatever <laughs> the you say, Mr. Foley. Uh, yeah, my stud is also McFoley for that promo. My dud will be the crowd. Because yeah, the crowd. Fuck you, Cincinnati, Ohio. Fuck them. You know you what you should we've do? done that a couple times? Like, I remember the time Warren just went in on Corpus Christi. I hate that place. Crispy. Creams. Uh, but yeah, like remember that time Warren was just like, hey, if you live here and you went to that show, fuck yourself. And I was like, whoa, Warren, that's very ballsy. And like, it, no- it, it, it is frustrating as someone who, a man, can a hot crowd change a show? 100%. 100%. The show could have been great. Yeah. Well, maybe not, but yeah, it could have been a lot great, better than it was. Yeah. Like, there's times where like ROH or like PWG, you're like, is this wrestling good in ring? Yeah. Yeah. But is it as good crowds making it? And you're like, it's funner to watch with a crowd that's hella into it and like buying into all the gimmicks and storylines. That's what like you'll hear people say like, oh, if you want to actually judge how good a wrestling show was, watch it with the volume down. And for me, it's like, no, that's not what I want. I want part. The volume is part of why, like, how I would judge the wrestling show. Hmm. If the crowd is loud, I enjoy that show more. It's not like, oh, well, if you want to really appreciate the technical aspects, a real. Catches, catch, can, classics. You need to turn the volume down so you're not getting swayed by all the crowd reactions. Is that an indie fan or an internet fan? Uh, it's a combination of all sorts of people yeah. I don't like all mashed up together. <laughs> Pushing their glasses up their notes, noses, getting their spreadsheets out. I'm uh, I'm very excited for that house show that's going to be here. In yeah, weeks. me too. It's raw. It's a raw house show, right? Yep. Yep. Main event, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn for the title. Wait, really? Yep. Okay, maybe I won't get rid of my tickets now. See, I was hoping that you guys would sway me in some way to actually want to go. Also, it's the Raw crew, and that means that I'm hoping we get Enzo and Cass, and that'll be the first time that we see them. So I hope we get TJP. That'd be also sure. pretty or cool. Or some other cool cruiserweights. Yep. I hope we get Roman Reigns. I hope we don't. I, I will... like that's a safe bet. I hope Roman Reigns blows up that main event, like right when it starts to get good. I hope he just comes in and spears everyone and then holds the title up. And then his music plays, and uh, we go home. Sure. That was like when there were like a couple of shows ago, and it was like, your main event is Roman Reigns versus Big Show in a tables match. I was like, we can leave. I know how this is going to end. <laughs> match of the year. Do you guys remember uh, when Big Show was a surprise at SmackDown we got years ago? No. No. He came out, and he wasn't on like the roster. He was like injured or something at the time. And the whole building was like, the Big Show! And I think Big Show gets a good reaction just because of his, like, pure... Oh, yeah. He's a large man. Yeah, the spectacle of seeing this giant freak. (laughs) You don't remember this? No. I I didn't Was this the one one, that Kofi Kingston got put through three tables? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's weird. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that's the one where Seamus and Sandow had an in-ring thing, and Seamus was like, oh, it doesn't seem like you have any balls. Ping-pong balls. He fucking took shots at Gretzky. Oh, yeah. That bitch. That's easy heat, though. That's like Drake wearing a McDavid jersey when he came out. It's like, you're not a fan. Fuck off. I like when people, I, like, as a fan, I like when people take shots at Gretzky because it was like, you did a little bit of research. Yeah, like, you not know that, what you're doing. He, like, not <laughs> that Wayne Gretzky isn't the biggest hockey player of all time, but at least you know where he's from. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, that's something we really care about. 
It's all you went up there and was like, the Oilers suck. Yeah. Because we're going be like, easy. yeah, all right. That's true. <laughs> That's we, do, we do kind of suck. You're, you're talking right. about Wayne. You're right, Damien. You're fixing to not make it out of that arena. All right. Let's talk about SmackDown. Take it away, Scotty. Back down live from Cleveland, Ohio, from the Quicken Loans Arena, home of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Much better crowd at this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Which also. is funny because there's like a lot of bullshit on this show. Uh, yeah, but there's also three Cleveland-based superstars, two of which are in a program. Again. Yeah, that is true. Also, I, I will give you that. The return of Mrs. Dad. That's a win for us all. And the Big introduction win. of uh, Dolph's dad. Right. And the first on-screen appearance of Dolph's mom, whom he frequently calls after matches to say he lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Hey, mom. I lost. I tried my best, though. <laughs> oh, fuck. First I thing I thought about of that. when I saw her. Good callback. Well, that's what that girl looks like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Randy Orton opens the show. Cuts a promo on Wyatt. Says Wyatt is fr- uh, playing mind games because he's afraid. Afraid of Orton. Or so he claims. Calls out Bray. Like, uh, like uh, one of those uh, reading on tape things you can listen to. I've been reading car. Harry Potter out loud recently, and this is kind of yeah. how I do it. You find that reading books out loud helps? I retain the knowledge a little better. Yeah, I think I do too, and it slows me down a little bit, so I don't miss as much stuff. Yeah. I don't do it when Warren's in the room, but sometimes when I'm in my own room, I'll read. I'm reading the Game of Thrones books, and sometimes I'll find that if I don't read it out loud, I just go flying through paragraphs, and then I'm like, what the fuck even happened yeah, on this page? Yeah, you kind of skim. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm getting the gist. Right. Do you do, uh, so, do, you do okay. the voices, Scotty? Do you do the voices? I do the voices several Snape. That's about it. I do Snape pretty well. Good. Mm. I do a mean Alan Rickman. Let's hear it. Oh, jeez. Hold on. Oh, he's going to take a drink. drink. Ooh. Have a beverage. A sip of the beverage. Oh. Can't do it right now. Oh, oh such a letdown. You can't brag. Oh. You can't brag about it and then not deliver. You got to. Oh. Yeah. At some point, just bust it out. It could be will. in the middle of a sentence and just. I'll try to go into my Allen record right. at some point. Hi, Dumbledore. <laughs> I still you, get a bottle of beer out of three dragons. Do you guys remember, like, this is probably like three sapods ago when we were talking about Zack Sabre Jr.? Uh. And then Brando was like, he ain't the only wizard from. Bristow. Bristow. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but wherever you named, like, the actual street or whatever, uh. that's where fucking he's from. Oh, really? Yeah. He I grew- must have known that then. There's no way I just lucked into that. Is Probably. it a super famous street? No. It's I know Bristol. Same, it's the same street in the book. Privet Drive? Yeah. You said that on the podcast. Privet Drive. Well, Privet Drive, I know, is where Harry Potter's from. I thought that was a fictional street. No, that's a real street. Really? And yeah. he's from there? Really? Yeah. That's funny. And that's, from that's not what he said. Then, whenever he said, no. And then I was his- watching PWG Battle of Los Angeles from this year. And where was the place that you said he was from? Isle of Isle of I don't remember Isle of Sheppy. I don't think I said that. I'm pretty sure it was the Isle of Sheppy. Anyways, they said <laughs> from the Isle of Sheppy, Zach Sabre. I think you're making all this up. No, I'm I don't not. think he's from. I don't. Think I listen. What I mean, podcast I don't listen did you steal this from, Scotty? I no. This is all our pod. I'm stealing this from us. <laughs> all right. So he calls out Bray. Bray appears on the Titan Tron. Way to take all the wind out of the sails. <laughs> you're not saying it in the reedy voice. Okay. Okay, I'll go back. Bray appears on the Titantron, talks about that about Hansel and Gretel, fade to black. 
Then next up, we have an eight-man so tag. Like production notes. <laughs> Fade to black. <laughs> Exit stage right. Oh, I love Scott down live. Then eight-man tag. And before they like put up the graphic of like, up next, eight-man tag, uh. Moreau Rennell was like, he did one of like the Boris or the Warren lines where he's like, spooky stuff from Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Do it, Warren. Spooky stuff from Bray Wyatt. And then it was like, David O'Toole was like, up next, we got an oh, eight-man tag. Slater and Rhino with American Alpha. David Otonga. Yeah, I don't know how he's still on there. You want to talk about wind out of your sails. How about every time Moral Ronello finishes talking yeah. and David like, oh, Otonga yeah. grabs the uh, baton? And then it's like, oh. Uh, like, at least JBL David. and Moral Ronello are both very high energy when it comes to calling matches. Yeah. Like, Moral Ronello will be like, Mama Mia. And then JBL will be like, ball game. It's true. They scream things. Just screaming one line. Yeah, they just scream catchphrases at each other. It goes, Mama Mia, into ball game. And then, hey, do you guys know that I was in a movie with Adam Sandler? So I was talking to Rikishi backstage in an Adam Sandler film. I'm I'm married to a famous singer. Did you guys know Mm. that? I'm I'm used to be a wrestler, but now I'm not. (laughs) Who's he married to? Uh, Jennifer Hudson. Who's that? She doesn't look from High School Musical? No. Too old for that. I don't think, unless uh, she was like a teacher. uh, No. I. I mean, oh, that's Vanessa Hudgens. She she was uh, she lost a lot of weight. She did the Slim Fast, I believe. She was on the Slim Fast commercials for a while. Um, it's putting their the little Otunga babies through college there. That's, that's right. Yeah, a little extra coin. <laughs> I think she was an actress as well. I don't know. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson was an act. She was in some stuff, wasn't she? I couldn't yeah. name you one thing. She I'll was in the up. call, but I only know I'll that because WWE yeah. fucking pimped Thank that you, shit. Warren. All right, so the Usos come out. They got new music and new Titan Tron. I love it. Yeah, this, yeah. this was good. Pretty decent stuff there. Boy, like, we've been waiting for it. It sucked when they were healed and it was like play in the paint. And you're like, that doesn't seem like a very dastardly thing to have on a screen. Yeah. Um, I love how like they're just coming out in casual clothes. Yeah, they seem like gangsters. They seem like I wouldn't want to bump into them in a dark alley. If you were in a, driving down a neighborhood and you saw them, you'd be like, roll them up. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Hudson won the uh, American Idol one year. What? Okay. Yeah, she and what? rose to fame in 2004. Oh, no, she was a finalist okay. in the third season of American Idol. Who won that year? Don't know. Third season, uh, was it Ruben? No. Third season was Fantasia Barino. That's the, the winner. Uh, and then as for her films, let me just switch over to the IMDb's here. Uh, Dream Girls. Uh, as well as Sex in the City. Uh-huh. And that The is movie it. or the show? Looks like the show. And okay. That might have even just been a cameo, for all I know. Yeah, she appeared in one episode kind of thing. She might have been a judge on the X Factor. No, she was only in one episode of the X Factor. Oh, there's a singer. Uh, yeah, no, that's... That's weird. I would have thought she was in more... I know that name way better than... She's in The Call. I should. That's all I know, though. Oh, she's in the call? Yeah, that's why WWE fucking promoted that. Oh, I'm thinking of a different one. No, wait. That was Halle Berry. Yeah. And David Otunga was in that film. She was in Sex and the City 2, the movie. Oh, I'm thinking of Cellular. She was in Sex and the City movie. Jason Statham one. She was in Sex and the City movie. Yeah. Okay. She's performed at a bunch of Academy Awards. Um, I would have said, if you said, is she a musician or an actress, I would have said actress, and I would have been wrong. Yeah, um, apparently. I would have thought that, too. I thought she was more of an actress. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's her claim to fame? Marrying David Otunga? No, I'd say American Idol is her biggest thing. Yeah. 
That's David Otunga's, or Otunga's biggest claim oh, to fame? That's the only reason he's still in that company is because he's married to a famous person. Gives him that uh, cross promo. Yeah. If you ever need Jennifer Hudson for something, you can probably get you, her. You got her. Do you need somebody to sing the anthem that's not Lillian Garcia? Boom. Don't know why you would, Jennifer but hey, Hudson. there you go. All right. Until Lillian's dad dies. Then she can come back. What a downer. It's going to happen. Speaking of downers, Usos chop lock <laughs> Chad Gable on the outside, take out his knee. Rhino like- goes off the apron, takes out both of the Ascension. The Ascension were barely in this match. I know, they were just there to take bumps, pretty much. Mm. White face paint, too. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Speaking of dead in the water, you know whose corpses are right next to Goldust and R-Truth? The Ascensions. They've been on TV way more than Goldust Yeah, but they're just there to get poked with a stick. They won tonight. They're... Oh, yeah, I guess they did technically (laughs) win. Remember Bree Zango? I do. Oh. Remember the possibility that could have been Fabrice? Mm -hmm. Bree Zango was good. They were hot. What the fuck happened? And they just fucking... Fandango showed up that one time. It was like, Tyler oh, Tyler Breeze. Breeze isn't here today, so I'm going to get squashed by Kane. And yeah. then we haven't seen any of them. Yep. Uh, yeah, Slater gets a hot tag. He goes hard on the inside. Uh, the Usos make a tag that Slater did not see. Uh, Usos win with a single leg crab on Slater. Uh, they were targeting Slater's lower body for most of the little bit of their beatdown. It seems to be what they've been doing uh, for most guys. They seem I like to be going that, after though. knees. Yeah, I like heels to take out a body part, especially if you're going to put a guy in a single leg crab and then torque it the way they did. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's good like on the easy... Usos here, and I'm sure that's the Ascension's first win on TV in like two years. <laughs> it's been a very long time. Yes, it has. Maybe ever. <laughs> All right. So from there, we cut to another little Wyatt backstage thing. Orton's walking backstage in what appears to be a maze. I really like all this, by the way. I thought this was all great. <laughs> okay. uh, up to this point, yes. yes. The, including this, yes. This was good. Okay, so okay. there's like an arrow sign, and Orton reverses it to go the opposite way. Right. And then goes and checks out the doors. I believe there's painting on the wall that says like, only, only one, one, door to, one door leads to survival or something along those lines. So he goes and uh, from there, they don't show him walking through it yet. But when they cut back to that arrow, it's turned back around, mm-hmm. and Eric Rowan is standing there. Spooky. Spooky pasta. If he would have gone right, he would have got assaulted. Damn. And then they cut to Wyatt with an hourglass. He talks about how, you know, you only have X amount of time, Randy. And then, I don't know, I thought this was fucking pointless. They've added horns to the mask now. Like... Devil horns or like, like antlers? Like sheep horns. They're kind of sheep horns. Oh, like sheep horns? Okay. Uh, Jason Kaiser uh, kept calling him Mantor. Mantor. Kind of funny. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Natty and Carmella versus Naomi and Nikki. Uh, Naomi looked like she tweaked a knee early in this match. Uh, Carmella. Carmella. I got to stop doing that. Caramella. Caramella? No, it's the it's Kam- uh, Kamala. Kamala. As a woman. Kalua. Classic. Um, yeah. The the Heels win. They celebrate at Olive Garden because Carmella rolled up Nikki Bella and the Heels celebrate. I don't get that. What's, what's the Olive Garden? Do I don't know. It's something I think is really funny. Is it rolls? That I'm just trying to make this like a, a shtick thing. Okay. Okay, All so right. you invented this. It's not. Yeah, a, okay. I totally. No, I saw that one time. The first time I said the Heels celebrated Olive Garden, I did see a picture of Carmella at Olive Garden. After a show. Right, I remember you saying okay. that now. And then now that's just become my thing. Whenever Carmella <laughs> wins, she goes and celebrates that all of them. I thought it was something about sticks rolls. tonight. Yeah, and, and they the have rolls there? there? That's what I thought you were going where it was like, roll. You're going to be celebrating at Olive Garden because she rolls her up. 
was like, I don't <laughs> no, I'm not that, that smart. Role place? I'm not witty <laughs> enough to roll around like that with jokes. As uh, because she got past the other girls. There you go. We'll, work, we'll workshop these and come back yeah. at you next show. With yeah. stuff. <laughs> we'll have a whole line of Olive Garden jokes ready to go. We should reach out to Olive Garden for sponsorship. We should. Yes. Smackdown Live segment of Sapod sponsored by Olive Garden, where the endless breadsticks never end. Bring, them, bring us breadsticks. I'd be down. Yeah. All right, back to Randy Orton walking backstage in the maze. Uh, he sees uh, words painted on doors, painted in red. Mm-hmm. Blood. Yeah, we'll assume it's blood. blood. Uh, Behind one door was a cardboard standee of himself with, like, the eyes punched out or glowing. That scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Just because the way it opened and I'm like, okay, this is a human. And then I looked up to see the eye. And, like, I don't think they just cut him out. I think they cut him out and then put, like, something white. backlight? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it looked like there was, like, an LED or something in there. (laughs) I I was scared. I didn't. I didn't sleep. It was also uh, <laughs> yeah, very, see, Brandy Orton's gonna RKO me. A very old cutout, yeah. Brandy Orton. Too. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, that's circa 2012." Yeah. No one makes fucking cutouts anymore. Which is funny though. I kind of like that it was an old one of him. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then behind another door is Eric Rowan. I don't know if Randy saw him or knew he was in there, but I Randy think so. closes the door and then kind of locks it or something. They had yeah. multiple like shots of that. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. That's the old. Why is the fucking cameraman in there? Mm-hmm. You just yeah. see the cameraman. Yeah. Also, I got a small issue with WWE. When Randy... You seem Bra- to have a lot of big issues. But, but just they used to, back in the day, be more creative for why there'd be a camera backstage. They'd be like, the commenters would be like, we got word there's something happening backstage. Cameramen are on their way. And then the camera would appear at mid-beatdown. With the Randy Orton getting taken out at Backlash thing? Uh-huh. Why was there already a fucking camera backstage? They probably ran to when they saw the fight happening. No! Bra- Randy news. Orton was walking and Bray jumped him. How did they know? Like, it just, like, it's well, one of these things. always film guys walking. It's just so things. fucking lazy compared it's to when not they. not lazy. You I think filmed... that's lazy no, as no, fuck. No, 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 no. You filmed the skater, you filmed the hockey players walking to the dressing room. Yeah, but it's like. The same thing. It just back in the day, they'd be like, oh, we're getting word something's going down. They There's... still do that every now and then. They didn't do that all the time back in they the day. They pretty much did it most of the time. Oh. Oh, they didn't. It was when it called for it. When there the was commentators did a better job of selling it back in the day. I don't think nowadays Michael Cole and crew are just like they're not selling me. I mean, maybe they sent a camera with Randy Orton because he was invited to go lurking about for Bray Wyatt. Or one would say they knew it's, he was already injured no. and wasn't going to compete. No, I'm talking that night. about this thing. Oh, okay. It's good news reporting. Brando, do you fucking as a news reporter? Uh-huh. A man of the media, uh-huh. follow around random citizens or whoever you're going to interview hours before their thing. I follow around athletes up to hours before their thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm part of the show production. In the WWE it's lazy world. WWE. In the WWE world, that's a big story. Huh. Oh, Randy Orton's going to go try and find Bray Wyatt. Nobody's done that before. Let's follow him and see what happens. Are you talking about the pay-per-view one or this one? Both, like just in general. This, this one, if this one's if, more if Bray reasonable. Wyatt appeared on the Titan Tron and he says, "Hey, Randy Orton, come back here so I can fuck yeah, you up." Yeah, yeah, we'd probably send a camera. Okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I'll agree with you on that part. But then when you go, why was there a cameraman inside there with Rowan? You got to get those angles. It's true. I know, but like the camera shoot. No, I agree with you on that. But that's been something WWE's always done, and it has nothing to do with like yeah. the lazy explanation. Yeah, it, they've been doing but the like, fucking baby, the camera in the stroller. When Vince McMahon looks over, 
to be like, oh, hi, baby. And it's like the first person. It's like, that's a camera. We know we're not seeing through the eyes of the, the baby. Child. <laughs> it's unless it's Terminator I don't know. In I there. just wish the commentators could just do something better to sell me on like, oh, my God, this brawl is happening backstage versus like, oh, Randy Orton here getting gamed up for his match. As a, as a cameraman, I picture the guy who is behind the door, like, having to run ahead, because this is what we would have to do, having to run ahead of Randy Orton and, like, just pick a day. He's like, oh, it looks like he's going to go through here. And then finding Eric Rowan back there and being like, okay, I'm just going to stand out of the way. You do what you got to do. <laughs> and then Rowan's just looking yep. at him. Yep. Uh, but, no, I don't think Randy Orton saw Rowan. I mean, this whole thing seems to be about How Randy How did he lock Orton. the door then? How did, how did he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it locks from one side Clearly, and Rowan was never going to come out. The man has some mysterious powers that we didn't know about. He's got a lockpick skill of plus 10. Well, we do- find doors open from one direction sometimes. Yeah, I know, but it was just like, uh, there's just so much unexplained at this segment. Like, I think I'm one of the few people who like Raw better this week. And I know I'm going to get, like, blasted for that later. That's a... Yep. Anyways, continue. Yes, okay, moving on. Doors open from one side. See, That's all I'm saying. We go from a dud <laughs> segment to maybe the best segment of SmackDown Live. Uh, you stud to one of the best segments of SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what you, what, what you meant to say. You bet. Miz's homecoming <laughs> to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, lots of pyro for the Miz as he comes out. There was yeah. a pretty good video package um, retrospecting his career. Mm-hmm. Everything from like tough enough days to moving um, the when it was him in WrestleMania against John Cena. Hoorah. Hoorah era. He was such a little twerp. Yes, he was. So Dolph interrupts, comes out. They acknowledge everyone's parents. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks real proud. Yep. You guys want to chime in about the parents at all? Dolph yeah, looks we're, a lot like his dad. Yeah, totally. A and lot like his he's dad. Got, he's got a strong Ziggler jaw. It's the jaw. Yeah. We call it the old Ziggy jaw. <laughs> uh, Dolph says that he wants one more shot. I thought both guys spoke very passionately on the mic here. Like they were both fired up. It could be being in front of your hometown crowd and family and whatnot. Do you think Dolph's doing the thing he's doing too often? The screamy on the verge of tears thing? Or do you think you can do that to him? Maybe, I maybe think that's all he's do. got nowadays. I think he's been doing it too often recently. Right. Like It was kind but, of a refreshing thing when he got into it with uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, and then it just seems like that's what he's going to the well a lot. I and, feel like both storylines have called for it. It's true. So maybe it's just way. that he's had two very emotional storylines back to back, but it was just like, ah, oh, he's doing the screamy cry thing again, yeah. which which is, he's a better actor than most of that roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does make sense that he maybe take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that this, like, it was warranted for Dolph to, like, get emotional or whatever, being like, totally. I just need one more shot. And I'm willing to put my career on the line. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I was like he shouldn't have done that because you're right. It it called for it here. Yes. They called for it the first time. It was just kind of an angle we had never seen from Dolph, and now it seems like it's been a few promos in a row. Where yeah, he's gone it's to like that level. I'm sure there was an era where people were like, "Oh, Ric Flair's crying again." Yeah, well, yeah, Big Show. He's crying oh yeah, again. exactly. Seems like Big Show where you're like, "Look, I get you can do this emotional moment, but you're doing it a little often here." Mm. Uh, I think this will be a really cool program. This was actually one of the best segments I thought of SmackDown. Yeah, again, Ziggler has, after writing off this program last week, 
uh, Ziggler has found a way to make me feel super interested in this again, even though it is the Miz and Ziggler that we've seen hundreds of thousands of times at this point. I'm on the line. Generally, these guys have pretty good chemistry in ring. Right. And now the stakes seem like they're a little higher. And, and the, the best part is, is Dolph is one of the few guys on the roster that you could be like, maybe he, they're, maybe they're writing him off. Well, and you don't know contract stuff. Maybe yep. his contract's yeah. up. He's always said that there's going to come a time where he wants to step away. Yeah, yeah he never what he's been saying recently on the mic on commentary and stuff where it's like, oh, when I leave this place, I want to leave it in a better condition than when I got here. And you're like, Dolph, are you going away? Yeah, and he's he has a positive enough relationship with the company right now that you could see him being like, I'm on my way out, but let's do something big. Mm. Not like, I'm on my way out, so I'm mailing in everything we fucking do until my contract's up. Alberto Del Rio. Fucking skis ball. Um, so I think that works a yes. lot for them too. Like, like this feels like like retirement angle. You're always like you always know one way or, for, or the other. You know with most guys that it's not, and you know with Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels that it is gonna happen. Um, what was Terry Funk? No, uh, I didn't see the Terry Funk one, so I don't know. There's like a zillion Terry Funk ones, man. This guy I'm never. Gonna, I'm gonna say the first many were probably knows, and then <laughs> is he retired yet? He probably is due for a yes. I don't know on that one. I, I hear Terry Funk's having like a one last like I retirement match. Skate around the rink kind of thing. <laughs> no, I heard his health is not doing very well either. Oh. He's fucking 70. Like, Man. let's let him. That's Man should have probably died a long time He's ago. He's a funker. It's amazing Terry Funk's still alive. Yes, it is. If Especially... we actually did a death pool, like, you know, Boris was talking about that. If we had to pick like a person, I think Funk would be mine. I don't know. I just feel like he's not going to die. Like he just if he hasn't by now, right? You get to the point where you might as well be immortal. Yeah. Or it would you you get to the Brother. point you get to the point where you would be an idiot to bet against him because you should right. have been betting against him every day so far. That sounds like Ric Flair. Like we all picked Ric Flair in the of the well, three options. When you consider like the in the the Beyond the Mat documentary where the re, uh, the doctors like. So your knees fuck. Like, you shouldn't even be able to really walk on it without feeling excruciating pain. That was 20 fucking years ago, <laughs> yeah. and he's been wrestling since then. Consistently. So, like, well, how the fuck is this man walk is my question. But that's besides the point. Oh, uh, good old Terry Funk. He's a good, good Canada, man. Canada won the World Cup. If you God bless Oh, him. we won. Yay. For the, for Suck the, it, Team Europe. Canada. Canada. Canada owns hockey. We do own hockey. They should just do Canada versus the world. That's what they should Sure. Do. Bring them on. Yeah. And if we lose once, the team that beats us is wins. New champs. Yeah, new champs. Okay. All right. Becky Fair Lynch enough. was making her way out to the ring when she was attacked on the ramp by Alexa Bliss. Alexa slams her face on the stage a good couple times, picks up the belt, and says she deserves it. So good heel work here from Alexa. I'm uh, I'm into this match, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like SmackDown is doing a better job of building programs right now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Agree. yeah. Like, I think SmackDown... And like from backlash, as soon as backlash was over, there were already like, all right, let's get the wheels spinning, try to start some new yeah. stuff. They had for their no mercy real quick after backlash for the next pay per view. Uh, another just a little like salute. No Daniel Bryan and no Shane McMahon on this show whatsoever. Uh, I think that because I think Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan came out and was poking fun at how often um, Steph and Foley. Oh yeah, I'm talking Raw. smack. Yeah, I think that. Daniel Bryan has been on almost all the SmackDowns yeah. so far, and I think he was off this SmackDown so he could fucking make that jab right, and not look like also, an idiot. There's also, you could say that he's referencing the fact that Seth Rollins has a feud with management. Maybe they're more involved. Kevin Owens has a feud with management. 
The Miz has a feud with management. No, he doesn't. What feud with management does he have? That contract dispute. It's still going on. No, that's that ended a week ago. Yeah, but they're still and they've been on about screen it. once, and they didn't want even to have them on screen at all. Um, the uh, I don't think Kevin Owens technically has a feud with management, does he? I guess yeah. he doesn't like Mick Foley, but yeah, I think Ma- he has good. management behind him and is going after like. If we're Rollins led to believe them. that Stephanie legitimately didn't know about Triple H, then we are led to believe that he has an issue with Stephanie. McMahon. And if not, you would say that Jericho has an issue with Mick Foley, like, on the proxy of Kevin Owens. But has there been, yeah, the, the Mick Foley want to get a little more, there hasn't been any, like, feuding between Stephanie and Owens, has there? No, they've, they've not the only interaction no. they had was when it was the first night after, when it was like, oh, Kevin Owens wants this big celebration, but it wasn't like, Steph was reluctant. She was just saying, like, on the phone, like, we all, we got this pyro, we got a da-da-na-na-na. But it didn't come off as they were feuding. It was more like she was acknowledging him as the new champion. Like, I think they they want the nod to be that Kevin Owens is with Stephanie and Triple H. Mm. True. So, yeah, it's more with Foley, I guess. But but even, like, the point still stands. You have a feud with management. You have a feud with management. You're, like, the puppet for management. Mm -hmm. Like, that's still a feud involving management on one side or the other. They are more involved. Whereas it feels like SmackDown's only real involvement is uh, Shane versus uh, Brock, which has been brushed under the table. Um, maybe just for the sake of time. Like, I think they are going to wrap that up at some point. And, uh, yeah, Dolphin the Miz, which uh, maybe is over also. All right. Next week on SmackDown, we're going to get a big Kurt Hawkins announcement, apparently. Right. Wasn't he supposed to debut, like, two weeks ago? No, these these are his debut. Yeah. Him actually talking is apparently his his debut. Right. Like, when they said he debuts on SmackDown next week, that was when they flipped from being just the text mm-hmm. graphics to, to being him things. saying it. Oh. So that's his... He debuted, motherfucker. Yeah. Get used to it. I liked the between the legs thing. That made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. you like that camera angle? It was, it was like, this is really dumb. So if they don't fucking go dumb, then it's not going to work. Right. And that was dumb. So it was working. Exactly. All right, moving on. We have the last Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt thing. Randy Orton, or sorry. <laughs> Things got weird here. <laughs> Bray Wyatt is cutting a promo uh, facing the camera. Randy Orton appears with a sheet mask on. This is great. And kind of just creeps up behind him and... Uh, punches him. Just punches him. I was going to say, like, did, did he sneak attack him? Not really. I mean, he was no, let him behind. for him to turn around and then have yeah. that moment of, ah! Oh, it's you! Fury punches and then Bray scurries off. Yeah, yeah he kind of just beat and Wyatt up. that's where it should have ended. But no! <laughs> but, wait, okay, okay, hang on. Yes, except for what happened after was crazy. Like, kind of great, but I, I don't know where it. you go from there. I hate well, and by that you mean the main event? No, the laughing the finishing of this segment. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was so uninterested in this Wyatt and um, Orson. like this. Yeah, like, I'm just so uninterested in their feud, and like I, I <laughs> it's so uninterested. I can't even remember who's in it. Um, I, I, I will say that the putting the mask on and laughing and whatever the fuck happened there. I guess it, 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 if you want to give it a positive, it makes me want to see what the fuck they're going to, like, how are they going to explain that right. next week? Because I think, like, you don't have a problem with him. Like, if they would have ended with him sitting down and laughing normally on the yes, chair, sure. you would have been okay. Yes. It was when they put the effect on it. And the sped up. Yeah. And, the and, 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 like, the camera on. in and out. Yeah, because then it's like, what's happening? And then it cuts to Bray. 
which, which was, we think is a production yeah, error. Yeah, because he was talking, but you couldn't have like there was no audio from him. Right. And then when he popped up, we both thought that oh shit, they're going really deep, and this was all just like in Bray's head. Yeah. Yeah. Like the moment when Bray Wyatt popped up on that screen for a second, I was like, all of wrestling has changed. <laughs> Everything. Is, yeah. Okay. Now I see why I didn't write this down because I didn't know what was happening anymore. Where I was like, "Wait, None was this all in someone's head?" Yeah. Yeah. They went back to Bray, weird. and my jaw literally dropped error. when they went back to Bray. I was like, "Oh my god!" They just shot an entire sequence that everything dream. happened in Bray's head, right. and he's actually afraid of Randy Orton. Yeah. And then I was like, "Or it was a production error, and this is all kind of dumb." And I think that's what it was. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it was a cool thing to do. I know it was but... so close. <laughs> From there, we got our main event, WWE World Championship match. Uh, AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. John Cena on commentary. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid match from both guys. Yes, sir. AJ works the legs of Ambrose all match, which is nice having heel work in a body part again. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ attacks Cena while on the outside, gives him a pretty mean forearm. Um, and then, literally, Ambrose goes out and does like the exact same thing, pretty much. Yes, um, Cena is frustrated, tries to get in the ring. AJ kind of goes for some heel tags, does like a roll-up with some tights, a.k.a. just grabbing the jeans. <coughs> Coughing. Um, uh, what is yeah. that like? A- oh, it was hellacious. AJ rolls up Ambrose <laughs> to get the win there. John Cena just looks so pissed, and it's kind of nice to see like a frustrated John Cena like this. Mm. Not like the year from hell, quote-unquote, John Cena had where he just lost right. all the time, yeah, yeah. and he was sad, frustrated. Here, he looks fired up like, no, no, this guy just punched me for no reason kind of thing. Uh, I've always liked John Cena a little bit better than the average Joe. I actually really like John Cena right now. I think him being more of a part-time attraction is really going to help his stock. I think Not that his stock is low. <laughs> no, but just like the idea of like, oh, John Cena is so oversaturated in the sense right. that you see him all the time. Yeah. When, and- you, when you make appearances fewer and far between. like I think if we saw Brock Lesnar every week, people may get sick of him. Totally. And but I think now that he, he doesn't only... have to carry it on his shoulders the co- and doesn't have to co- co- cut the happy-go-lucky promos, he can just kind of show up and do some good mic work and fight. I think it's going to be really good for him. Yeah. So, um, And I, I really like that they've added in this whole, like, now all of a sudden John's kind of the old guy. Yeah. That's been here forever. And, and he's he's got this... Take him behind the shed and put him out of his misery. Jeez, put him down. And he's got this drive to get 16 championships, he's actually, which like, I think has added a lot to his... Yes. Character when before he never really talked about being the best ever, but now he wants it. Yeah, he's vocalizing. I want that sixteen. Right. Yeah, he's acknowledging it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then post match, uh, AJ Styles gets out of Dodge, uh, but somehow leaves his belt in the ring that he just retained. Mm. Um, Cena gets chippy with Ambrose and then gives him an AA and then holds the belt up and is all fired up. Yeah. Big and match, John. Big match, John. Ball game. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes off the air. Yeah, I thought this was a really good show. Significantly better than Raw. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I, uh, but Scotty's the opposite, so it is two one. Yeah, Smackdown. no, you guys didn't feel free to give it to SmackDown. I think it was just like suggestive. I just didn't really like all that Orton Ambrose stuff because I just felt it didn't pay off, and it might be because of that production error at the end. Orton Bray Wyatt, not Ambrose. Yes, I'd rather Ambrose be there than Wyatt at this point. Oh fuck! But that so, that, so th- that one. I mean, there was a lot of it. No, that, it was all that, that ruined SmackDown for you. Yeah, it took up a lot of Compared time. Compared to Raw, where we saw the first entire hour was a complete recap of the pay-per-view the night before. Cruiserweights, though. Yeah, but the Cruiserweight matches You had three were... debuts that were all, like, all guys had good showings. 
between yes. Nice, Lindsay Dorado, and Gulak. They yes. all had really good showings, and it was like, hey, these guys are new guys on Raw. And then like you had Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander being really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Owens was like Owens Amber or not Owens. I gotta stop saying Ambrose for some reason. Owens, Jericho, Enzo, and Cass all had an entertaining main event together in a little I segment. Yeah, that didn't like that in main event at all. I thought that oh. was, it fell flat for me too. I mean, if we're comparing straight up main event and main event, SmackDown blew the main event out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge title match, and even last week I was like. Man, SmackDown's giving you reasons to watch by putting yeah. the main title on the line like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, well, Raw's coming back next week with two title chances. So yeah, it seems like that's how they're, they're going to get you to uh, to pay attention is by oh the titles are on the line on TV. And you know what? The cruiserweights did a good job, but coming out of the cruiserweight classic, I didn't think either of those matches were that good. Yeah, like I didn't I, like. I think by wrestling standards, they're obviously two of the better matches mm-hmm. on the show because they're really good workers. But like. Part of it, obviously, the crowd, but the crowd affects the show. Uh, I was just thinking, like, uh, that, that was that was good. It wasn't as good as the Fatal Four Way the week before. Uh, T.J. Perkins that was actually kind of a disappointing debut, or not debut, but uh, the T.J. Perkins match I thought was kind of disappointing. Even though I really like Nice, it was just disappointing because your champion was kind of getting like steamrolled at times by, and the nice. crowd was out of it. And, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we we discussed earlier that a crowd being into it makes a match so much right. better. And you guys know me well enough to know that just having the cruiserweights there is not going to do anything for me. Like there needs to be yeah, you need storylines and programs yeah, as well as a good in ring product to make a show awesome for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, studs and duds for SmackDown. Uh, studs, Miz and Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, duds, Randy Orton and Wyatt. I'll go uh, Studs, Miz, and Ziggler as well. Uh, and Dud, I will go... I guess I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt and Orton, but I'm going to go specifically for the fact that that was a production error and not some crazy fucking in-his-head shit. <laughs> okay. It's inception all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> I'll give my Stud... Well, I got Ziggler and Miz too, but I'll give it to the Usos as well. I like oh, the yeah. new repackage okay, of the enough. Usos. And for my Dud, yes, specifically... Randy Orton picking up the mask and then that whole laughing thing. Ha 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 thing. That was weird. I really liked everything up till then. I really liked everything up until I had to be like, that probably wasn't what they wanted it to be. <laughs> yes. That wasn't what they were going for. Shit. Uh, okay, NXT happened this week as well. Why well, we have We start that. the show with uh, William Regal announcing that the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will begin next week. Uh, and he said to keep it locked to the website for more announcements, which there has been tonight, and we will talk about that soon. Uh, first match is Ty Dillinger taking on Angelo Dawkins, who is the king of all sports references. Yeah, he does them all. Ever. Mixes it up, LeBron's it. He, does not dab, though. That's the one that he he's did, missing. They probably told him he couldn't. Right. Like, yeah, TJ's got this thing. Enough so. fucking people dab already. You're not allowed to I dab. I wish that. TJ didn't dab. Me too. Big time. Not, Big time. Not only because I think it's stupid. Isn't there like a Mega Man pose that he can do? Do the Mega Buster and go. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That would be great. That's way better than a fucking dab. But second of all, that like double holster like leg kick thing he does, I think that's pretty dope too. Just holster him? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He like, yeah, the the knee up holster thing. I was like, that's a cool thing to do. Do that all the time and never dab. It just seems like it's, well, millennials like video games and pop culture references. Isn't that what TJP pretty much said in his like interview was like, oh, I'm just trying to like. 
be the generation or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And I hate that the, it, it is fitting that he dabs as part of this generation, but I hate that dabbing has become a part of this generation. Uh, Ty Dillinger picks up the win over D'Angelo Dawkins. It was so funny. Dawkins. When Angelo, I was watching NXT like literally right before I left to come here. And I see Ty Dillinger coming like, oh, he's wrestling Dawkins. And he doesn't do the mix it up thing or the stir it up for the first bit. And I'm like, oh, man, I always loved that he was the cat who sort of the invi- or stirred up the invisible shit and was like, when's he going to be done mixing that bowl? He's been mixing it for like two years. Apparently the bowl's getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right Very before sick. the match starts, he does it. I literally audibly cheered from like the there. I was like, one. yeah, he's mixing shit. He does all the sports references. Uh, then Ty Gillinger walks up to the top of the ramp and Bobby Roode comes out and he says that he needs a tag team partner for the Dusty Road Classic, and mm-hmm. that tag partner can't just be any tag partner. Nope. It needs to be the perfect tag partner, and extends his hand, and literally, I was talking to my TV going, Ty, you need to you need to shake yeah. that man's hand. <laughs> yeah. Shake I was that so man's on hand board with this. right fucking now, and he did. So yeah. I am very happy, and the crowd was chanting, Glorious 10? Yep. But then he goes, well, ah, fuck. It'll be remember. perfectly... Glorious. Glorious. Yes. And that's their name for that. And you could hear run. the crowd go, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, better. That's do that better. one. Yeah, do yeah, that yeah. one instead. It's better than what we were chanting. <laughs> that was like at one uh, point Tom Phillips, like after that segment's done, he's like, oh, that was gloriously perfect. And like uh, Corey Gray's like, you're such an idiot. Like it's the other way around. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be their great. tag name for the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Yeah, uh, I think that might be the one where you have the dissension between the two and then set up a program between Dillinger and Rude coming Dillinger's out of, face? Uh, out of the face. Yeah, just oh, yeah. because they just kind of turned him face again. Yeah. It just seems weird to put him. Crowd gets real I, on board with him. But then I also said that it's you could you could ha- tell us Bobby Rude's a baby face, and I'd go, yeah, because of how the crowd reacts to him. Right. So, so maybe they, they are just too, not flipping but flipping Bobby Rude, yeah. Yeah. where it's just like, well, now he's going with the crowd. Uh, Ember Moon defeats Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose actually did okay here. I was quite impressed yeah. with her. Yeah, I think they got high hopes for her. Yeah, she's got a good look. Yep, she does. It's funny because I think we you were like, oh, she's the new Eva Marie in the sense of like that's yeah, the one that the Corey Graves is like, yeah, shut up when she's out here kind of thing. Well, and but... on Total Divas, they're friends, so I kind of associated her like she's with so Eva. much better in ring yeah. than the, well, oh, I don't yeah. know, just some of the way that she does like those like those knee strikes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm like. This girl could be good. She, she, looked, really she looked really strong here. Sold She's got a good face, really too, well I too. think, for... Good-looking stunner on her part. Uh, like, yeah. Authors of Pain defeat uh, Jobbers. G- G- Jesus Yurnit and Jonathan Cruz. Uh, one of them picked up a guy and just threw him out of the ring onto the floor. Old gorilla press. No one to catch him. <laughs> and he just hit the ground so hard, and I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Just killed this guy. Uh, and then we had uh, what's his, uh, Paul Ellering speak, yeah, in his for like very the second grizzled, time. like soft old man voice. Yeah, everybody listens when he talks. It. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting him to at least the have some sort of a like, uh, like a gravelly. Was the arrival, but it was just soft. Where he's like, yeah, second chapter. All right, let's. We're done now. Let's go, boys. I don't know. It just seemed. It's not that it's bad. I think yeah. it still works really well. It just it's it kind of Jake the State Robertsy, yeah, in the sense totally. of like. It's quiet and raspy, so yeah. you're like, oh, shut up. What's this guy What's saying? saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we have Asuka defeating Liv Morgan in a fucking complete squash. He yeah. killed her. That was funny. Yeah. It was funny because you didn't know if they were trying to establish Liv Morgan yeah. as like a legitimate next up. And then it's like, oh, no. They're trying to just show how far above everything else Asuka is. Yo, 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 yo. I like her a lot. Yeah, me um, too. Uh, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> yeah, and then afterwards, it 
they did a uh, interview with Oscar where she said no one's ready for Oscar, yeah. and then we were kind of talking about how that's brilliant a thing to do because it's true. That it's what there people is think. Nobody there that is up to her level. So instead of having her just spin her tires and try and figure something out, just let her run with nobody's good enough to face me right now. Mm. So I'm going to go do my own thing. And if anyone wants to challenge me, then you just saw what's going to happen. So yep. I like it. Uh, and then the main event is Hideo Tommy taking on the debuting in NXT, Lince Dorado. Uh, Tommy wins there. Yeah. That's a decent match. Really? Yeah, Lince Dorado had a good, pretty good showing. Yep. They are they're obviously building Atami strong, uh, but I don't think the crowd cares about him as much as they care about a lot of other people that they're building. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Okay, uh, so that's NXT. Let's talk about the tag teams that we know are going to be in this. Okay. Uh, we They announced that Andrade Cien Almas and Cedric Alexander are going to be a team mm-hmm. based on what happened on NXT last week, which yep. makes a lot of sense. Not making it out of the first round. Uh, you have the tag team champions, obviously, the Revival. Team DIY, Gargano and Champa. That's such a dumb name. Uh, yeah, they should have a way better name. They should just be Gargo or Gargano and Ciampa. Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger. Perfectly glorious. And then a couple new teams that were announced today. You see that? The one that's got uh, a Bushi on it? Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli, who you may know from the Breaking Ground series. He's the former NFL oh, player. Oh, yeah. How good that that guy ever got to be good enough to put on TV? I'm surprised he hasn't been released. Riddick Moss looks kind of like um, Tatanka a little bit. Not, oh. not to be racist, but he kind of looks like Tatanka a little bit. Good. And then uh, the biggest team announced is Kota Ibushi and Hideo Itami, which is pretty cool. That's, yeah, uh, that's a really cool team. Team Japan. Kenta and Ibushi. Not bad. Kenta and Kota. Kota and Kenta. Back in the saddle. All it's right. a sitcom about them living in a dorm, going to college sure. in America. Writes itself. Oh, absolutely. That's what I've always said. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do some emails. Some Sapod emails. Uh, excuse me. First one is from Novapunk. Hey, Sapod. Random question for you guys. What snacks do you get when you go to the movies? Thanks, Ooh, good Nova. question. Oh, not a wrestling-related question? Great question. Uh, I am uh, large popcorn, extra butter, uh, large root beer, and a uh, bag of M&M's. Very combo s- number two, I believe. Yeah, that's combo number two. Yeah, yeah, me too. Except I don't, I don't get the butter. I put the butter on myself, and that new press the button. Is that the same butter? I it can't so. be the same butter because they charge you for butter. Maybe, yeah, that's maybe that's a- base cell then. I've always maybe. liked base cell better. Anyway, okay. So. I always wondered about that because, like that that butter that you pump yourself, yeah, is real greasy. You also like, it's can't like, layer it, obviously, because it's already the in the bag. In. Yeah. But you can just put so much on it, layers itself. You just gotta like That's what I do. You just gotta <laughs> do this with your <laughs> bag where so you like kinda like, like rotate it I around. I find a little pocket and yeah. I like that uh, on the side and yeah. then I squirt it down there. You're like, you just poke your a bag hole is in the side of the butter. bag. Yeah. And just like put it in like halfway down. <laughs> uh I like peanut MMs. I like a large cola and like a medium popcorn. I uh usually get a large cola as well, but I get uh licorice. I like the the red licorice. Oh yeah. Can you get that with a number? You can't get that with a number two. I don't think so. It's weird. They have weird candies you yeah. can't get. You fuzzy can't get peach. fuzzy peaches. Oh yeah, you can't. Because right. not. They sh- you should be able yeah, to. Yeah. It's a fucking crime. That's true. They say to you, they like pick any candy from the top shelf. And I'm like, the best candy are the bottom three shelves. Skittles. You asshole. Skittles Sometimes you I get, get Skittles. Too. Yeah. yeah. 
Skittles I, are always nice. You especially know if you're watching a longer movie, Skittles have enough sugar in them to kind of get perky up a little bit. I like Skittles. Be- I would get Skittles over M&M's 10 times out of 10 if I wasn't getting anything else. I like mm. Skittles better as a candy, but they're too sweet uh, for me to mix with the pop. I like the, the like salty the M&M's and the pop. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, next email is from Curtis oh, Strong. Subject line, first WWE event. Happy almost Friday. Yeah, it's only two hours away at this point. Uh, first off, I just want to thank you guys for getting me back into wrestling. This time last year, I wouldn't even watch. I would just look forward to the pod coming out every week to find out what was going on. Fast forward one year, and I went to my first live wrestling event ever this week's Monday Night Raw. There you go. So I actually saw this email earlier and wrote him an email back and said, well, why don't you give us a little bit of a perspective from the live crowd. Uh, he says, the show ran pretty smoothly overall. Michael Cole is the only commentator that has entrance music. That's weird. How and is... I wonder oh, right. what his entrance music is. Probably. Uh... And also, how does Corey Graves not just use his old entrance music? Yeah, you think you he would. I get Byron not having music. I was uh, going to say, what the fuck happened to JBL? And I was like, all right, he's not on Raw. Uh, he says, I thought it was weird that they had entrance music at all. Yes, I, I'm really fair. curious to know, and you can maybe write us back next week, Curtis, uh, What, like, what is Michael Cole's entrance music? Because even when he did those matches, he just came out to Jack Swagger's theme. Right. So it, he's never had his own music, so I'm curious as to what they use for him. All three of them should just come out in one of those old WrestleMania three uh, mini ring things that sure. go down the ramp. Sure. Except they don't go down the ramp. They go... Right there. All right. Yeah. Oh, we don't uh, need a car then. The entrance ramp is really impressive in person, which makes the whole stage look bigger than it really was. I can see that. Mm-hmm. The crowd was pretty quiet the whole night, except for Rusev, Charlotte, and the entire last segment. Rusev came out early as a hype man. This is what I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. Uh, as for rematch, blah, blah, blah. I want to give special recognition to the people who have to. Yeah, this is the cool part that he wrote about. I want to give special recognition to the people who have to wrap the ropes with purple tape before the cruiserweights oh, come Oh, that's up. how they do it. I thought it was purple ropes that yeah. they just installed, but apparently they have guys that just wrap them in, in tape. That's cool. That is fucking cool. And the fact that they had to do that once and then remove it and then again yeah. and then remove it in one night, I'm sure that, that they were quite happy <laughs> with having to do that. But it looks good. It like, does. It, look, it looks like purple ropes. So. Could have fooled me. Yeah. I uh, appreciate the dedication WWE's taking to get the cruiserweights to feel special. Sami Zayn came out after the last match, so this is, uh, I guess, dark. Dark, yeah. Dark. Uh, came out after the last match, but not much happened between the three of them, and in my opinion, the fans did not care about the cruiserweights at all, but this crowd yeah. was uh, overwhelmingly children. The WWE needs to give the cruiserweights some time to talk, or else the casual fans will never care about these guys. I agree 100% with all that. And the fact that, I mean, it's tough to tell, but he obviously saw a lot of kids there, so that yeah. means a lot too, right? Right. Those kids probably aren't watching the Cruiserweight Classics. Right, because they don't have money to spend on the network, and their parents yeah. aren't going to do it. they got to save their money for, like, uh, yeah. fucking $6 bags of chips now. Mind no. you, what's allowance like these days? Fucking dollar. Uh, you'd think it'd have to go up with inflation. I don't know. I would love to know. Like, it's, if it's five bucks a week, then you you got money to spend for the network. <laughs> Shut up, right Fuck, up. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what was that? Well, he was... T- He's I mean, taking just... a selfie and like adjusting his hat while we're talking and moving like the hair in front of his eye. I didn't move it in front of my eye. I moved it away from my eye. I don't want to talk about this. It was, <laughs> you, are, you are so addicted to your cell phone. You are. More than maybe anyone I know. Maybe you, I, should have an, I should have my cell phone around. Roll is this fun. this girl that you went on a date with at no, least? No, it's, it's not that girl. You're taking a picture. Well, you're taking a, a selfie. 
you taking Who's a the selfie for? You have to tell us who the picture. Okay, that's for girl. Okay, there you go. Uh, Alan, give us the Alan now, please. What's the Alan? Your Rick- Alan. Oh, Mister Potter. That's actually not. That's bad. good enough. That's yeah, that passes. It's deep enough. That's what it is. Yeah, it's better when I read like the book out loud. Okay, but I can't think of any lines. <laughs> well, can we? If we, haven't, on! if we haven't interrupted, have we? Have I didn't interrupt, Brenda. You called me out. Though <laughs> you, uh, you know what? I didn't even call you out until you said something. I looked at you and you saw me, and it was like when you confront your dog about peeing on the floor, and he's just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> that was pretty much it. I look over, and Brenda's got this look of like. The fuck are you doing right the, the now? The first words on the topic work out of your mouth. You yelled at me first. <laughs> Brandon, give me that look. <laughs> okay, Curtis also has questions. Okay. Uh, how does the WWE start to make people care about the cruiserweights? The audience on Monday show was di- so disinterested in the matches, they started to chant for CM Punk and Harambe. Harambe. Oh, man. Bring I back Harambe. Um. Yeah, that's. A, I think you just gotta. It's at, just time. I think. Yeah, you need. It's gonna build over time as people get to know him, and he's bang on. He needs to give them opportunity to kind of be like, "This is what I'm like." Give me a microphone right. so I can tell you what I'm like. Those, Why should you care about me? Those video packages will help too. Like, yep. keep using those. Make new ones. Make more of that stuff. Um. Uh. What's his? Rich Swan is yeah. totally fine on a microphone to yeah. talk in a ring for a while. I know some people aren't. Probably out of those right. cruiserweights because like they haven't. Uh, Cedric, I don't know that much. Cedric isn't the greatest talker, yeah, but he's always been a guy where his entering kind of spoke louder for him, right? So I think pairing him and Rich Swan is great. Yeah, you have Swan kind of just like do a little dance, hype the crowd up a little bit, and then yeah. like Swan does all like they both kick ass in ring. But Obviously, Swan is or Alexander's got something about him where you're like, this guy hits hard. Yeah, I think you need to give characters too that's the biggest thing yeah like that's why nobody cares about apollo cruz because he doesn't have a fucking character so exactly if you can give these guys unique characters and that's as simple as giving him mega mega man style music and you're like okay he likes video games that's totally. that's something right that's exactly than... we're not saying you have to put like a fire hat on him and be like you're a firefighter character right yeah we're, we're just saying far. give us something to be like oh that's how i can identify with this guy right and then i can go I like the same thing, so I like this guy. Or, oh, fuck, I hate that. Yeah. I don't like this guy. Right? That's yeah. that's how like, you get people to care about people. The pop that we gave when we saw that entrance for TJP was like, okay, I'm on board with TJP. Right. I know nothing about how he is as like a storyteller or yeah. anything. I know he's a good wrestler. And I was like, that's dope. I'm down with a guy who's a Mega Man fan. I also feel like if a guy has a, a song that's unique enough and a good song, yeah. instantly they're in our books. We're like, oh, totally. Oh, he's got like, it's like, like we always see like Brian Kendrick from his previous work. Yep. But like him coming out with this flag, but his music where it's like, I'm the man with the plan. Like you're just yep. like, fuck it, Brian, let's go. Yep. Yep. A uh, time too, like Warren said. What was your first wrestling event that you remember going to that's funny we were just talking about this today on my radio program uh my first wrestling event was a house show at the shaw conference center uh that featured uh zach gowan uh just to give you kind of a time frame on it Mm -hmm. but i have trouble i know the mat it it started with Rey mysterio i can't remember who he was against i was very young um yeah zach gowan and he won uh so i think he maybe was wrestling chavo um, he did feud with him for a bit, I think. So that makes sense. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the main event of that was. Hmm. He was only there until 
beginning of 2004. So he was there essentially. Uh, he made his debut May of 2003. So he was there pretty much all of 2003. So it would have been 2003. Yeah. Okay. So it's 13. How old is that young? Just before I started wrestling. So you would have. Yeah, I can't. Uh, been at that one. Stacey Keebler was there in a swimsuit competition. God bless her. Can't remember who she was against, though. Seemed a little young for that, Brando. Tori Wilson, probably. 13? I was fucking prime age for that. Yeah, yeah it's true. No. My um, first uh, wrestling show was PWA at Nate Gym, actually. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I want to say maybe I'm like 14 or 15. But yeah, I always wanted to go to wrestling as a kid. Like That's why it was funny when we were like already well into doing the pod when I was like, I saw WWE for the first time. It's like, you're like 20 at this point. Yeah, like, that was surprising to me. I've been there every time they've come around for TV, except for the Raw where the Crazy Oilers fan pushed Eddie off the ladder. That was the only one I wasn't at. Mm. Um, Including like 2010, 2011? Yeah, even those would, those would be like the one show I'd go to, mm. uh, and I never knew what was going on. Um, I think, yeah. Unless one of them like slipped my radar, but I'm pretty sure right. every time it's coming around that I've I've gone to the show and sat up in the higher ups. And uh, my first one was uh, was a house show at then the Coliseum. Um, it had Stone Cold. It had Kane. DX was there because there was a lady in the crowd that was flashing her boobs. Good. So, like, late 90s, I was, like, five, six, seven, maybe. Right. I'm a little young for this one. Ah, my dad got free tickets through the radio station. So I'm pretty sure that's the same show where my dad went as, like, a seat filler for, like, TV or whatever. I don't know what the house show you said, right? Yeah. Hmm, maybe it's not then. We got, uh, he got free tickets from the PWA uh, owner, Kurt Sorokin, actually. So. There you go. Full circle. That all, that's how that all worked out. But that was a good show. I remember Kane scared the shit out of me. Like, I cried. Yeah. I had to hide my face in my dad's arm because I was afraid of Kane. Kane's a scary man. And what? the pyro startled me. So that started off. And Never then you know. see this fucking big monster come out with a mask yeah. on. I'm like, no, I don't. Fuck this guy. He's from hell, Warren. <laughs> Uh, last question from Curtis says, where do you see Enzo and Cass going from here? Thanks for making my favorite podcast in brackets and not taking really long breaks. Looking at you talking records, <clears throat> Curtis. Oh, this is one of your fans. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, this is, Hey, that's out of my, that's out of my control, which is probably what everyone on that show will talk. Game of the year podcast. That's all Game of the year podcast. The buck. We'll be there. We'll be there. I I'm might gonna... be there. I'm going to try and be there. G-O-T-E. The I need to play Doom. Warren, can I play Doom on your Xbox? That'd be Y. Doom's really good. Year yeah. starts with Y, Scotty, not an E. You said G-O-T-E. That's a Y. Well, can't yeah. win them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Sometimes you just, just dig defeated. your own grave. Yeah. Just defeated. <laughs> you just got to lay in it. Lay in your own grave. Uh, what did you say, Brando? Uh, I want to play Doom, and I was going to ask you if I could play Doom on your Xbox. Sure. All right. Okay, uh, Jason Kaiser writes in an email, a fucking novel of an email, so Ooh. let's get through this. This is the last one, though, so. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Hope you're all well, and thanks again for doing God's work. Since you uh, all have been a rock for many of us by tirelessly watching the main programming that the WWE puts out every week, I wonder how you do so without zoning out oh. and watching The Crow. That's a weird thing to mention. No, it's good I tend to do so, particularly during dull matches or segments, especially whenever I watch Raw or SmackDown Live and cannot fast forward through most of it. 
you start to see all sorts of regular audience members that frequent uh, that pop up frequently, and some of them try to be a part of the show. Crowd. Like fucking Brock Lesnar guys. That's, yeah, Not he's Crow. Probably, he's probably missing a D. That, yeah, that would make a lot makes of sense. sense now, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Not that The Crow isn't a great fucking film. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> just start watching The Crow whenever you get bored of wrestling. It's yeah. just fucking... Ah! Uh, <laughs> months ago... Lauren is such a good crow. Charlie Stable pointed out the tall, lanky guy that seems to be at a lot of shows. Yes. We've Charlie Stabile. Him too. Uh, what? Is that Stabile? What yeah. did I say? Stable? Yeah. Ah, close enough. Uh, and most of them the wrestling sit in the front row. I started noticing him more and more and have even heard old suspension Scotty bring him up on Satpod. Sat Congratulations for making two shows in a row. That's true. I know. I made three in a row this week, guys. Like... Uh, there's a world of mystery surrounding Skinny Nathan Explosion and how he got the uh, how he and the older lady that is with him frequent these WWE shows. The shows are not limited to one region of the U.S. and it isn't limited to just pay-per-views, but Raws and SmackDowns as well. How can he afford to do this? Did he win the lottery? Kill a wealthy family member? That's a good question. I've always, yeah. that and Sign Guy. I've wondered because Sign Guy's been going for ten years now. Yeah, and almost every show they've moved him onto hard cam side, so he's not there. Which, whatever, maybe they give him free tickets at this point because right. he's a loyal fan. I don't know. Brock Lesnar guys had a lot. Yeah. Not all, but a lot. A lot. I, I don't know how that works. I really don't. I mean, yeah. Because they're good seats, too. Like you yeah. say, they're in yeah, the front row yeah. nine times out of ten. Like these Hard are expensive side, seats. It's not yeah. just like. And if they're not front row, then they're second or third. Right. Like they're in the shit. Yeah. But, Where it's happening. But, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. He, really uh, that guy, uh, like when the, the, the crowds were chanting uh, during the Cruiserweight matches, was just fucking looking around, shaking his head. Good. Like, Good. pissed off. Good. Yeah. At least somebody in there has a fucking brain. Yeah. Uh, he says, I had a friend who uh, emailed in, also had a fucking brain. Yes. I have an interesting theory myself. While watching the ECW Living Dangerously 1998 pay-per-view, I noticed a lot of the crowd dressed up for some reason. <laughs> One very large guy was dressed as a nun and had a few goth... Um, and had some goth makeup on. Okay. But during two cold Scorpio's entrance for his match against RVD, I noticed a tall, lanky guy in a fake beard and glasses that looked just like our mystery man standing next to a younger version of the woman he is with every time. This can mean only one thing. Oh, here comes the drop. That guy is a vampire, and he is using the fortune he has amassed over the centuries to follow and enjoy WWE. (laughs) So, guys, what are your theories on how this guy gets to all these shows? Yes, I know this is dumb, but the real issue here is, is anyone else feeling wrestling fatigue from there being too much Oh, oh, right. Thing That's always that they're starting to create storylines for the people in the crowd. <laughs> Sorry for the long email, but since Warren laid down the law and refuses to read any Miz guy emails until we get a Miz cast, and we all know that we won't, I figured I'd be the dumb guy this week, and other Satpod regulars take turns being the dumb folks other weeks. Thanks again, sure. guys, and stay strong, Scotty. Jason. So luckily for okay. us, luckily for us, we uh, have already kind of given our thoughts on mm-hmm. how we handle the dull product. Um, I just watched Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, uh, which frees up more time for theories on this guy. Yeah, back to theories for this guy. Okay, yeah. so I think he's a time traveling weed salesman. Okay, and that's why he's at all these shows. He sells all the weed to the wrestlers that don't get tested. Okay, that yeah, it could be. Yep. What do you guys got for theories? Hmm. I'm gonna say 
that this tall, skinny guy is actually the other tall, skinny guy's father. Same woman? Uh, what? This guy's always spotted with a woman. Oh. Mm. Mm. No, not same woman. Because I think that this guy like found like a trunk in his attic that this is what his dad was super into because he never knew his dad and is now showing up to all these events to kind of reconnect with him. Okay. Is his dad a ghost? Probably if he's dead. Okay. You'd have to be. Um, you guys seen that conspiracy theory about the guy at one of the Mike Tyson fights that appears to be holding what looks like an iPhone and is taking pictures with said iPhone? Okay. They, I think it's the same guy. You think it's the same guy as Time him? traveler. Yeah, time, time traveler? traveler? Okay. No. Okay. So you're, That's my theory. You guys are in our time, time traveler. traveler. No. I'm going with uh, he's his son trying to, trying to find that connection with his dad. Right. And we have vampire. Yeah, I like the vampire idea as well, but I like time-traveling weed salesman. And the dad was rich, obviously. That's why he can afford to... Handed down his yeah. fortune. Like, I picture him growing up, uh, the, the old ladies his maid, the lady he's going with now, mm-hmm. is his maid, who knew the father, because right. they were very wealthy. Yeah. Um, and kind of like a Bruce Wayne thing where it's like, oh, I don't, I never really got to know my dad, but what was he like? What was he into? And then she takes him up to the attic, and it's all this wrestling merch and all sure. these fake beards and and stuff that he wore to these different shows. And ever since then, he's been taking the family fortune, which he's been leaving Let's Stay because it's to honor the memory of his father and has been trying to reconnect by uh, going to all these shows. And also, he never knew his mother growing up. And then right. on, eventually this lady's going to get sick, and on her deathbed she's going to reveal that he that she is his mother. Oh, very good. She had an affair Right. With the dad, but they couldn't tell anyone. Right. So she was embarrassed, so she pretended to be the maid so as to watch over the son. Bingo. Bingo. That or he turns into a bat and flies around after the after the plane to get to all the games. Or just, yeah, just rides on the plane. Just yeah. Bat mode into the cargo storage and then into human mode and hangs out there and then bat mode. And yep, absolutely. Somehow buys tickets, steals from people when he's in bat mode. Yeah, he probably does steal them. Steals tickets. That makes him seem like a bad guy. Kind of looks like a bad guy. He does kind of look like a bad guy. Or he, he just flies up to the ticket counter and actually purchases tickets as a bat. And they're like, Dude, we got to give this bat front row because it's fucking bat. It's a bat. It's, it's handling money right now. <laughs> it has a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, on that note, if you want to send us an email, no matter how dumb that it may be. That was the fucking best email. Satpot316 at yahoo.com. And that's the podcast. Feel free to ask us more dumb shit about snacks. Yeah, I I enjoyed the the snacks one. It's nice Um, to talk about something that isn't wrestling on this podcast where we talk about wrestling for two hours. Right. Yeah. Like Grimace last week. That was the best. Grimace was a big hit, apparently. Went home and Googled a lot about Grimace. Nothing can kill the Grimace. No. Uh, Okay, so No Mercy is the next pay-per-view. So I picked the most recent No Mercy before it stopped becoming a pay-per-view, and that's 2008. Okay. Uh, the theme is by Metallica, luckily enough. Mm. Oh, you All don't Nightmare say, Long Warren. From their album, um, Death Magnetic. On this show, in a dark match, you Oh, had, that album's that old now? Yes. You had the Colognes, Carlito and Primo, defeat John Morrison and The Miz in a tag match. What? Bullshit. That's why it was a dark match. Mark Henry... Uh, sorry, Mark Henry. Well, he's in this match too. Matt Hardy <laughs> defends his ECW championship against Mark Henry, who was with Tony Atlas. Fuck, I kind of remember this show. 
Ah. No, what's his laugh? Tony Atlas? Oh, 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 oh. Close enough. It's weird that Tony Atlas was back doing that shit. Uh, Beth Phoenix defends her women's championship with Santina Morella in her corner against Candice Michelle. Candice Michelle. She went to the Candicing machine and got Candice. Four minutes. <laughs> four minutes long that match was. Four minutes. Anybody want some canned Michelle? Uh, oh. Rey Mysterio... Uh, in a match where if he loses, he would be forced to remove his mask, defeated Kane via disqualification at 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Okay. Uh, then Batista, in a number one contender match for the World Heavyweight Championship, De- Batista defeats John Bradshaw Layfield at 5 minutes and 18 seconds. That's a quick fucking match for that. Uh, then we had Big Show defeating The Undertaker by knockout. The he fuck kn- is that about? He knocked the Undertaker out at ten minutes. Oh, he the, sh- didn't. the show did. Yeah. Never has it been more obvious that wrestling is fake. <laughs> uh, singles match for the WWE Championship went seventeen minutes and two seconds, in which Triple H defended his title. Oh, Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Hardy. And then in the main event ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship, which went twenty-two minutes and twenty seconds, Chris Jericho defends his title versus Shawn Michaels. That sounds like a good match, actually. 2008? Yep. This is right after the Save Us thing, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. He came back as a face, flipped heel, and I think this is one of his first programs after he flipped. Okay. Uh, yep. I think you're right. I think you are right. Okay. So we're going to listen to Metallica on the way out. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Sat. Odd is the main account. I am at the Diesel Barris. I'm at Brando1990. I'm at Scottbox64. I don't know why I, I zoned out there. Taking more selfies. No, no I, my phone was down. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, big shout out to Mike the Ref and MPW who have acquired a television deal for their uh, for their weekly weekly show that they're going to be running on TV. Brando, one time you That's went to crazy. MPW and you made my day. I like to think I'd make everyone's day a little bit the, better. He's leaking. Okay. He's leaking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Mike the Ref, fan of the or friend of the show, is yeah. uh, doing their commentary for them. So big ups. To those Whoa! Guys. There you go. You could have a commentary feud. Speaking of commentary, there's a new video at pwrestling.ca, which I lended my splendiferous voice to, in which you can see the Millennial Rebels, consisting of Colton Kelly, friend of the show, mm-hmm. the he's texting me right now, Reed Matthews, uh-huh. and Fury. Uh, where they cut Frenetico's hair. So, well, that's can, too bad. Check that out. Didn't even know Frenetico had hair. They did the man. Did that favor. dumb mohawk out of his mask. All right. So check that out. PWRSN.ca. Follow them on Twitter. PWRSN.ca. And that's it. Buy our we'll t-shirt. We'll be back. Whatamaneuver.net. T-shirts. We're coming close. I forgot to talk to him after last week, didn't I? Yes, I did. We're going to have another t-shirt at It's going to be rad. I had another idea on my way here today, but now I forget what it is. Hmm. It was something. About a t-shirt. About one of our biggest inside jokes. Oh, whale mania. A, a oh, whale. Oh, yeah. Get a big whale with like the mania underneath totally. it or something. That's the thing. We got to sit down and we got to punch out what are the big jokes. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like our big hits. <laughs> yeah. Right. The boat is going to come at some point. Right. You got to yeah. have the boat. Whale mania has got to be one, though. I'd even be cool with like a whale. That. Ripping off his shirt like Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Sure. Or we could even just have a whale in the flying boat shirt 
with a Hulk Hogan shirt. Oh, just a little, little reference. Just the a shirts. little tease. Yeah. That's what we call a callback. Yeah. Anyways, watermaneuver.net is where you can get your Satpod shirt right now. They're lovely. I should probably get one at some point. I don't have one yet. You don't have one? You know what's a, the real shame here? Hmm. That Boris doesn't have one. That's true. What, what a guy. Boris like, you think you don't want one because he says he likes us enough. That said, we both owe him money, so we shouldn't be making Oh, yeah, we both owe him five bucks still. How does it feel to have your Twitter avatar back? Good. I actually changed to uh, David Ortiz today. So. Baseball season. Mm-hmm. Playoffs, baby. The Playoffs. important part about baseball season. Brother of Tito Ortiz. All right. Metallica is what we're listening to. Scotty, take us out here. All right, guys. Until next time, keep on zoning out. Woo!
to flush you out with your own fear You hide, you hide, but we'll be found Release your grip without a sound Still alive, immolation Still alive, infamy Do we